open up the app and the music appears But you don't see the hard work, blood, sweat, tears Three minute videos, days spent filming those Airports, sound check, live shows, studios, managers, promoters Labels, graphic design, there's a lifetime behind every rhyme Victory, failure, profit and the cost If we don't pass it on, then the history is lost Want an album review? Then you're paying for ads You want a half-page story? Cost you double for that And the radio's the same, gotta show them the money Cause they shelter and their listeners like bad boy Bubby Ignorance is bliss, but it isn't if you're missing the foundation That's why we had this conversation You wanna know the real deal? Here it is you tuned in to Beers, Beats and the Beers. All right, check it out. Back in effect, this is the Beers, Beats and the Beers podcast broadcasting live from the Shire Studios as we always do. And um, shouts to everyone that has been hollering at us. We were missing last week and, we, man, we weren't missing. We just uh, celebrated Father's Day and went off and did Dad's Day shit for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, man. Like this podcast takes up a lot of our time, as does work and our uh, outside life commitments and stuff like that. So, you know, every so often we've got to go be about this life and do the other things that come along with this life and you know being a father and a husband and all that kind of shit is a uh, part of that so you know me and Russ had to take the week off and you know just kind of focus on those things and uh, work and all that kind of thing but you know we are back in effect this week and we are back in effect with an absolute another legend I mean if you're pressing play on this you already know what it is and before we get there I've just got to recap things right quick our last episode was with the one and only pest from TMM Melbourne uh, you know off the back of Johnny Jewel a few weeks ago man we had to catch up with pest you know and it was a uh, just another amazing conversation pest is out there in uh, rural victoria outside of uh shepparton you know he's sort of going through lockdowns and all that kind of bullshit he lost his job in recent times due to those lockdowns i think we kind of touched on that towards the end of the episode but it wasn't about that anyway man as i always say you don't come to you don't come to beers beats and the biz for an informed discussion on fucking covid man we were talking all that noise all that melbourne history and just crazy you know crazy stuff we did our midweek drinks following that episode and pest was trying to get on we were trying to get him in there but his internet connection was no good he wanted to show us a bunch of um he'd been working on a few sculptures and sketches and stuff that he wanted to show you guys and um all that, but yeah, unfortunately we couldn't make it happen. But shouts to everyone that joined our um, our last midweek drinks. We'll be back at it this week. Obviously, last week we took off, so you know, just to focus on other things and you know, get back to a bit of life beyond the podcast and beyond work and beyond all those kind of things. But yeah, man, big shouts to Pest. Um, I'll try and get Pest on this week's midweek drinks. You know, who knows? We might even be able to get Murder on there as well. We might, might even be able to get this week's guest on to join us. But you know, we'll be back for midweek drinks this coming Wednesday or Thursday. Stay tuned to our Instagram. That is at Beers Beats the Beers on Instagram, on Facebook. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash. We're starting to get some of those numbers up, guys. Man, anyone, any dude, listen, anyone that wants to support this podcast, jump on there for as little as a dollar a month. You can kick in seven bucks, five bucks, man, kick in whatever you want. Anything you, you know, listen, any sort of contribution, particularly in this day and age, is a um, is greatly appreciated from uh, you guys. You know, we're out here doing this. We're working on exclusive content. That's no bullshit. We are actually legitimate working on that and that's you know another point of doing midweek drinks so you know we want to bring a sort of visual aspect of this you know to you guys so you know we're going ig live on weeknights following up the episodes and then sort of recapping things and you know that's what it is um you can subscribe yeah patreon itunes spotify rate us you know if you can't kick in feel free to go over to itunes if you're um streaming this via itunes or spotify please rate just scroll down give us those five stars give us however many stars you think we're worth but man those five star ratings 
ratings. All those ratings really help us in terms of bringing in advertising and all, you know, you know, sort of monetizing the podcast and all that kind of shit. And shouts to the 150 plus people that are already on there and have rated. Um, it means the fucking world to us, man. It really does. That's, um, you know, that's a little thing you guys can do for us that, uh, you know, goes a long way for us in the in the broader in the broader sense of things. Um, you know, once again, midweek drinks, the Patreon. I don't think I've got any advertising or anything to shout out this week. Um, nah, it's all sounds about right, Russ. Man, we're you know we're down here at the Shy Studios. We're all good with everything. Well, listen, let's get to this week's guest because I don't. I really don't want to fuck around, man. We're joined once again by an innovator and an, an absolute innovator of style, three D lettering. Um, one of the most intricate artists this country has ever produced. He's globally renowned at this point in time. Um, some of his early pieces from the eighties are the most definitive pieces this country's produced, let alone Melbourne. Um, listen, man, we're going to get into all this from his illustration and design to installation work and everything he does. I mean, the architecture in murders pieces and, you know, there's an architecture in the way this dude structures his letters. You know, we spoke about this kind of thing with Pest and Jewel. And if you go back to Chrissy's episode and numerous others, man, we've, you know, we've spoken about this dude and uh, it is finally, it is finally upon us the time we are joined by Murder and it is an absolute honour. Murder, how are you, bro? There you going? A bit nervous. <laughs> bit nervous, man. Dude, listen, I get fucking nervous doing these things, bro. When I'm talking to fucking people such as yourself, man, like people that I hold in such high esteem, you know, like, you know, once again, I didn't even mention out the gate, TWB, the Wild Bunch, or the Wild Boys, and AKA yeah. Brothers, and, you know, everything this man has been a part of, man, over the course of time, um, you know, and, and you know, arguably painting one of the most definitive pieces on any line in this country at South Yarra back in like 87, what, 87, 88 or something like that and we're going to get into all this shit man you know like all this stuff but jay dude it is an it is an absolute honor um having you join us bro um you know if we're, we're, i mean i don't even know where to begin with you bro we always go back into the history books and kind of say you know where's you know where does the influence of graffiti and hip-hop start for you man we might as well start there bro Start from the start. Yeah, let's go back to Well, you know uh -huh. what? You know what? Out the gate, dude, I might ask you, the early influence of GS38, like the grand sorcerer himself, GS38, one of Melbourne's early sort of style masters, you know, from sort of, you know, the dude was a breaker, then became a writer around 84 with, with the Future 4 and stuff like that. He was an early influence on you, wasn't he? And I remember I read somewhere that uh, you early on saw one of his sketchbooks. Can we talk about GS38 out the gate? Um yeah, well, basically, uh, I went to Huntingdale Tech around 85, and that's mm -hmm. where GS was studying. He's a few years older than I was. Yep. Uh, I was already into art before, like before graph, you know, as a child, always wanted to be an artist. And um, I was doing other stuff, like just sort of more realism bits and pieces. Mm. I would have been I was 15 years old, so I couldn't have been that, that good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember being in the library at school and seeing GS's sketchbook, um, just full colour, you know, markers, um, it was nuts. It just blew me away. When I saw that thing, it was just like, what is this art form, you yeah, know? Yeah, dude, yeah. Um, what, yeah, what? so that's pretty much how I sort of got, or I met GS and that's how I sort of pretty much got into graph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 dude, at that at that point, what was um, what was informing GS in terms of what he was doing? Cheers, bro. Well, so by, well, he was well. He had already been doing stuff with um, Future Four, and you yes. know he'd be he was already painting um, walls. I remember seeing that article where they're all on the front front page. It was Three Wise Kings. Um, that was in the paper. That that was one of my like you know seeing that going. Wow, these guys are just doing this amazing stuff illegally. Yeah. 
you know, he had access to, he was probably going to state library, seeing stuff like gallery shows and stuff in magazines. And, um, you know, he had that um, dub copy copy of um, Subway Art. Yeah. Or, not Subway Art. Um, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Star Wars, yeah. You know, what style. So he sort of, um, he pretty much showed everyone at, at school, like all that stuff. And I remember in art class, you know, we had um, a room full of people and we all sat down and watched the video of um, Star Wars. Oh, wow. And one, when I saw that, it was like, my God, you know, that just made it. Like yeah. I just started doing letters from then on. Yeah, 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 yeah. How was, um? was he much older than you guys at the time? Uh, he probably didn't want to. Three or four years older, yeah, I'd okay. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just he was he was on it early, man. I mean, for anyone listening, you can go to Kingsway, you can see some of the early GS thirty eight stuff and in there, you know, for those wondering the grand sorcerer, future four, all that kind of thing. Like, you know, I suppose we spoke a little bit to Jewel about that kind of stuff. But um what dude, what else were you seeing in that era? Like was it was was GS thirty eight sketchbook largely your introduction or had you seen the like the Buffalo Girls and all that sort of thing at that stage? Yeah, so like um like early, earlier with pre sort of graffiti, I was into hip hop, you know, seeing Beat Street, Breakdance, the movie, and, um, you know, having the Rocksteady Crew soundtrack, Up Rock, mm. all that stuff. Um, basically, I, I was sort of um, got into rap dance and all that stuff early yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, there was the guy from Backstreet Boogie Breakers, he had a um, rap dance class in um, Darling. I think it was around sort of East Malvern area um, and a friend of mine and I used to go to the, the classes and learn how to rap dance, which is pretty... <laughs> Quote-unquote rap dance. <laughs> I don't know. I was just um, saying, quote-unquote, rap dance. It wasn't even breaking at that stage. Uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, um, doing the wave and popping yep. and locking and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's probably when I sort of started to get into hip-hop, but um, graffiti wasn't really on on the radar at that point. It was more like I, I was seeing it, but it didn't really click that I could do it. Yeah. Um, until, you know, later on, until I met GS, and then I sort of got right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose going back even a little bit earlier, pre-meeting GS38, you had a father who was like who was involved in art direction for prominent ad agencies around Melbourne, wasn't he? For like years, was there? Did you know? Did he have any kind of influence on on you know the the path you would take? Yeah, sort of. Like um, there were promises made that I'd be going to a certain art school at a certain age, you know, to learn illustration and all that stuff professionally yep. and become a professional illustrator. Um, but, you know, because he didn't really know what I was doing, he didn't really know how old I was. It was yeah. just all, a, you know, a mistake. It never happened. And it was sort of like this promise that I had when I was in my, in my early teens that, you know, I'd be going to this school and, and you know, learn how to, airbrush and do all this stuff because um well basically when i grew up uh, he was you know in advertising agencies and i'd be going there as a child seeing sort of stuff they were doing like he worked for campaign palace in south melbourne which was you know major ad agency in melbourne yeah one of the old school um you know mm. places and i used to go there as a kid and just hang out there um but he he, he wasn't really an artist he's more more a creative director okay yeah yeah uh, yeah Yep. You know, it's the top for as well. But, um, you know, my grandmother was was more of an artist. She had amazing skills early on and then she picked it up after she had children and, um, you know, was a bit bit older, like probably in the 70s, 80s. 
started drawing again, probably yeah. a bit early, probably 60s, 70s, 80s. Okay, yeah. Um, and did amazing stuff, and that's probably where it, a lot of stuff comes from. Yeah. You know, when I look back at stuff, she did um, symmetrical um, patterns and stuff like that. Word. And I didn't realise until later on where that stuff, the connection of what I was doing and what she was doing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely, dude, definitely. Were you, were you like, from, from a young age, were you immersed in creativity? Were you encouraged crea yeah. creatively? Yeah, I used to draw all the time, basically, just... Um, I think my mum asked me or someone asked me what I wanted to be as when I grew up and basically I said artist. Yeah. Um, I used to copy books and, um, you know, copy the cover of something and then just do my own version. And um, so I was always into art and drawing. Yeah. Which is sort of did. a lot of writers just picked up graph from a certain point. They didn't really have like that strive for, for art. Um, which is like everyone's different, everyone's got different backgrounds and that's what makes, I suppose that's what makes styles different too is that we we all have different backgrounds and it all goes into style. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I mean, you know, when we use that word style, there's very few as innovative within style in terms of graffiti and uh, letter structure as yourself, man, particularly coming, you know, coming out of the mid to late 80s. Like when did you start, when did you start developing letters in that way? Like, you know, and I want to get into TWB and all that kind of thing, but like just you, like you personally, man, just sitting down and sort of, you know, starting to really mess with letters, dude, like fuck with letters heavy. I think um, it would have been around late 87 mm. would have been the point of where my sort of style became a bit more original. Yep, yeah. Uh, you know, I think I suppose I was very influenced by Gaza disguise. For sure. Yep. You know, why not? Yeah. He's pretty much one of the masters of Melbourne. Yes. Uh, you know, and also like when when I started doing doing letter forms, a lot of it was very based on subway art, which is quite funny to look back on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I started getting my own stuff happening in the in the late eighties, eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah. You know, eighty was the the peak moment for Melbourne, like style wise. It was just um, gunning it. Yeah, dude, and and I, and I and I fucking even at this point, even in twenty twenty one, I think those years in Melbourne are still like they're they're still definitive, regardless of what people are doing street art wise, and you know with all kinds of three D lettering and craziness and cutbacks and fades. Like those years in Melbourne with the with the tools you guys had at your disposal. Um, they man, they're, they're that. They're exactly that definitive. You know, like they are the they they are those the, those absolute moments, man. I mean, in regards to the symmetry of lettering and stuff, like I mean, it, dude, I, I really feel like it's seen in some of your early work. So you know, you're saying eighty seven, but like eighty five, eighty six, your J piece at the Gasworks is that one of your earliest earliest you know memories of picking up a can? Is that one of the early sort of pieces you did? Um, I remember, I think GS gave me some super spray and I did it on some cardboard. It would have been hip hop or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like, you know, totally toxic paint in your bedroom. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> it's like you did an off spray on the carpet. Yeah, dude. But, uh, Back when they still had lead in that shit. Yeah, it's just toxic. Yeah. It, you know, it took eight hours to dry or something. It was just full on enamel, never Fuck. come off. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it's, um, Diverted from the question. Nah, dude. Nah, 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 dude. It, it all fucking, it all goes into it, man. And like this podcast goes all over the shop, dude. And, you know, it, it is what it is. But, you know, like that Jay, that Gasworks piece, man, like how long, like the preparation, in going, had you painted illegally prior to that? 
Um, maybe. I think the Gasworks was pretty much a place where I used to just go and practice graph. Yeah. Um, you know, I think GS knew it well from Future 4 and all that stuff. They, they'd paint there and basically it was just a great place to go yeah. as a writer and paint. There was yeah. no, no issues, no cops came. Um, you know, it was quiet. It was, it was private. Yeah. Uh, only recently, like my mum died, died a few years ago and my brother got some um, access to a few rolls of film. Mm. Um, it's like, oh, you've got a few rolls of film developed. And there was one that was um, slide film, but they processed it as prints and um, it just totally exposed it all. And I could see just the start of the roll yeah. before the rest of the roll was just clear because it was exposed yeah. and it was gas works, early stuff. I would have done um, join-ups and that was one of the roles. And because it didn't get exposed as um, oh. slide film, it wrecked it. And I'm like, oh, what's the chances of that? Yeah, like, dude. Yeah, that's that's whack, dude. Because that's you know what you know. I suppose what a lot of people wouldn't have to deal with these days. Back in the day, like those rolls of film and stuff, if they were ever exposed to light, or if they sat around for too long, they were rendered worth. You know, they were rendered useless. You couldn't have that that sort of film. Fucking, you know, um, what do they call it? Fucking not exposed, bloody. developed you know going to get those fucking those photos developed well dude let's let's get into the you know like your your sort of early days painting and all that kind of shit um i mean forming twb with gs38 and all that sort of shit is that was he still painting with future four at that stage was that a new sort of thing that you guys came together came together with pretty much when he when he started i'm pretty sure that when he started honeydale tech he he um they split up yep um, then we sort of started hanging out and he sort of started mentoring me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I asked to rock up to him with like an outline with, um, 20 arrows on it. <laughs> you probably could make going, what the hell is this guy doing? And then, um, eventually like, um, he used to paint canvases in the art room in Hunt- at Huntingdale and I-, I started doing that. So that's pretty much how I started doing lettering styles. Mm. Um, I started, just started doing canvases with airbrush and acrylics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from then, we, we, I think I painted a wall in Honeydale Tech. It was just a J piece. And then we went on to um, possibly doing my first my first sort of wall would have been um, uh, it was Adventure Playground in St Kilda, 85. And I think we used brush paint, a mix of stuff. I think it was using Tamiya sprays and all that stuff. Yeah, wow. And then. Yeah. Um, from then, we got a legal through the school. It was um, Oakley um, Supermarket. It was an abandoned um, supermarket. We got to paint the windows and we painted the rooftop as well with um, Wise Guys with a Bode character in the middle. Oh, sick. Sick. And the thing about um, GS was because he was sort of studying film, um, he'd, he'd be doing time lapses with Super 8 Um and documenting stuff as we were doing stuff, which was great. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. How much of that? How much of that documentation still around? Do you have much of it? Um, he sent me a whole folder of just all photo, photos, and they're all dated. And wow! wow. <laughs> which so I was looking at it before, going, "Oh, this is such such a handy thing to have." Oh, like, dude! Instead of relying on your memory, it's like it's got eighty five. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're, 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 that's the that's I mean, they're really the fucking formation years. 
in Melbourne and uh, I would say Australia-wide, I mean, 84, 85 is where you're really seeing, well, you, you know, you sort of see the, the development of what would come afterwards, man. Like, bro, you were right there in the thick of it. Were you seeing much? Like, who who, like who like else beyond, you know, beyond Disguise and, you know, GS38, who else was influencing you in that in that period? Oh, USA, you know, they were yeah. doing great stuff. NHI, you know, um, because we were on – because the line I was on was sort of Malvern, um, Malvern line, which was still like Dandy, Frankston. Um, you know, we'd seen all that side of the city, which were um, Frankston line, NHA, USA was sort of like more Richmond, Burnley, yeah. wherever. Um, yeah, I'd be, you know, you'd see a new piece would happen and you'd be getting off the train and going down on the tracks and, and having a look at it face to face. I remember seeing the, um, oh, that disguise, it was like in, um, I was on the Burnley Power Station, okay. um, and USA used to paint that all the time. I'd, I'd go down there and have a look at what they were doing. Yeah. It was different. It's, not, it's like, well, nowadays it's all social media. You see a picture, it's different yes. than uh, actually experiencing a piece in the flesh. Yeah, 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 100%, 100%. I suppose they're such fucking, you know, we're talking about, you know, 30 or 30 plus years ago, man. Like, how, how do you find that in regards to graffiti today? Do you feel... You know, like, and I know you've kind of moved, well, not that you've ever moved beyond graffiti, but you are bigger than graffiti at this point in time. Like, but in, you know, in your later years and all that kind of thing, do you feel that there's been, you know, social media has led to like a homogenization of graffiti in a way? Like in that it's it's taken away the adventure, the adrenaline, the, you know, it's more about the flick for social media, the immediacy, that immediate gratification that social media brings, whereas it used to be trekking out, finding out, hearing the story, hearing the, you know, what's damn near folklore, you know? Yeah, it's a bit more, it's what's instant. Yes, you know? yeah. I think you, you have to have a good concept. You can have a shit style and a fucking great idea and it cuts it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. Like some, sometimes it is about the good idea. It's not about how good the style is. If if someone has executed something well, I suppose that you know that's the strength of it is the idea. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. What What do you think? Just 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 off the cuff, what do you think of graffiti these days? Like, are you still interested in it? Do you have? Do you maintain an interest in it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But there are things that like I like some of the stuff like on the tr the train stuff where they're pushing it in Germany and. You know, they're just sort of, it's almost like a marketer. It's just like a, you see whole cars and they're just like um, advertising. Basically, yeah, it's just like, you know, yeah. massive lettering. It's yeah. almost like Letraset. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, even in King's Way, I don't, I can't remember who's, um, who to reference the quote to, but there's a quote in King's Way where I think it was one of the early future four whole cars that sat at one of the stations. And it was like, you know, they referenced it as like a billboard that sat there for a month, you know, this colored billboard just on the side yeah. of a train, you know? It's like Chuck Dumont. Basically, there was just um, so many whole cars. I think the USA whole car was there for a while. Yes. Yeah, that's probably uh, the USA one. They just sit there, like basically sit every day going past. Oh, dude, really? So you caught you caught all those whole cars in the moment? No, I didn't. When they were parked in Jollymont, yeah. you just see them parked there for, for ages. Jesus fucking hell, dude. Fucking hell. What a, I mean, what an amazing era to come up in, dude. And, like, your contributions during that era, bro. I mean, you know, this is a man, you know, for those listening, this is a man that designed the AKA Straight Up Records logo. The one, you know, the it's kind of like, to me, it kind of reminds me of like a tree. It sort of shapes around the, the, 
circular logo in the centre. I mean, this is a man that gave us some of the fucking most definitive moments in Australian graffiti that I, you know, I want to get into, man. But you know, so TWB, dude, how what the the years? You know, how long did TWB last, and how long were you active within that crew? It was probably only one year. So basically, okay. um, in at Huntingdale, I was painting around, um, you know, doing the canvas stuff and bits and pieces. That was all '85, and then illegally, I started. Um, we or GS and I did um, TWB for a while while I was in the because I was in Duran Duran at the time, and yeah. um, also hip hop. I was always into hip hop. You know, GS used to give me old. You know, old tracks from uh, well, they wouldn't have been old then, but new tracks, hip hop, um, Grandmaster DST, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, word. Yeah, sort of and Roxanne Shantae and all that stuff. I loved that stuff. It was just so different. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So basically, '86 we did the TWB at Armadale along the line. Yep. Uh, yep. That was pretty much one of the first pieces. There and I think we we did um, the GS and J as well Richmond okay. Rosella yeah 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 you know that was pretty I don't I think that might have even been the first piece on Rosella wall I was, there, there was uh, yeah um, I, was, I was about to ask you because you were one of the first people on that wall weren't you yeah yeah definitely slashed by USA and then then I slashed back some some pieces yeah yeah word <laughs> I I slashed, slashed one piece. I just had this tube of paint and just squirted it out and stripped. It just started. I just started at the top and just let the whole thing just drip down. <laughs> so eventually, e- proof came out. And I found out he slashed them, and it was quite funny, you know. Yeah, dude. So even then, there was you know there was that clamour for those prime spots. Like even in eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, well, I think it was just the you know USA because it, it was like um, because GS used to be in USA. There was yeah. a bit of friction, but oh, true. Um, you know, it was pretty harmless. Generally, like back then, like all the writers just got on well. Um, you know, it was it was the best time for writing, yeah, like dude. to be around. You know, the the writers bench at Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, all that side of the city, we'd all be at Richmond. You know, I know the transits were there and stuff, but it was good to just connect different writers. What was your you, so? What are your opinions of that? Like, you know, we had Pest on the other week, and I don't, I don't think we really touched on the writers' bench. Maybe you know, if we go back through some old episodes, I can't remember. I know we've spoken about the writers' bench in the past in at Melbourne, like at uh, what was it Richmond Station? You hung out there from the early days. Yeah. Think, yeah. When yeah. did the heat? When did the heat start coming along there? You know, like uh-huh. when did remember but that's yeah definitely it just started becoming a bit of a joke with you know the cops just hanging out yeah um i got picked up there once basically they just grabbed me off off richmond station and i got um so i got taken to spencer street that building that's a well, hotels now but it was um abandoned they used to use it for interrogation and stuff yeah um and i thought they used to always just take my sketchbooks like um back then like it's funny when i see european writers they have like their sketchbook with the the piece photo next to it yeah. like in melbourne you just the shit would just get taken off you yeah dude yeah if you had the photo next to the sketch though you'd be getting you'd be going to court you know <laughs> yeah straight up straight up dude i mean there, there was fucking there was, sorry why they can do that yeah, i could never work out european writers um, always had the photos next to the sketch you know it's like yeah 
the evidence, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's fucking there's proof of you know there's proof of the fucking sketch that lies below it, you know. But yeah, dude, did you have many run-ins with the transits at that point? You know, we've we spoke, you know, we, you know, once again, I'll reference the pest and the jewels just because they're fresh in my mind. But you know, there was a lot of talk in those episodes about the uh, the quote unquote interrogation methods that we used. You know, like were you a victim of of you know of those methods in those times? Yeah, look, I got raided in Malvern. Basically, um, my parents were just like in shock when it happened. It was five o'clock in the morning, um, and the cops just were at the front door. Basically, I think it was Stevens. Yeah. Um, just walking into my room, um, I sort of knew they were coming, and they um, had certain things stashed. But you know, I didn't find out until a few years later. My sister's like, "Oh yeah, you know, Mum was stashing spray paint in my bedroom and." Uh, <laughs> This stuff like it's quite intense, and they got taken back and all that crap. I've been busted for um for like just stupid things. Uh, I think I got busted in um, North Brighton painting a wall that I, that someone said was legal, yeah. and then when cops came, I find out it wasn't legal, and then basically I'm just like in this all this shit. Um, another time. Flagstaff, we were drinking at Flagstaff Park or um, just next to the station. Yeah. We, a group of us all got it down on the Flagstaff station and we're in one of those centre bits between the two platforms where like one of the elevators were or where the elevator is and um, the marker's just getting passed around. I'm just about to tag and it's dripping all over the place and then the elevator came down. Someone grabs me. And then basically I go to court and um, I, hang, I get taken up to the office and then the cops come and then I think we, because we were drinking, I had alcohol on me, the cops just like tipping it down the sinks and says some smart-ass comment yeah. and then he got the marker and then just started colouring my arm with it You're and, and said something like, um, oh, let's see you get this off your little smart-ass or yeah. something. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, as soon as I get home, I'm just going to spray it with preen, the great unstainer. It'll just drip off, you know. Um, <laughs> the great unstainer. <laughs> I think Gazza told me about that stuff and basically just the, the stuff that was in that um, was like acid pretty much. It just eat away at it. You could just wipe it off like paint and, and ink. Yeah. Yeah, so when that went to court, basically um, they said, oh, well, did you, were you going to tag? And I'm like, yeah. Because um, it was, you know, basically been caught just about to tag. Yeah. But they couldn't. Um, they said, oh, well, we had to get someone to relay the concrete because the drips from when you took the lid off the marker dripped into the concrete. And I'm like, Fuck. Uh, there was all this, it's just like, just bullshit, yeah. basically. I was sort of saying that the guy didn't work Sundays, but he did. And I'm like, so I got charged, had got a fine. Um, it was all pretty petty stuff. Yeah. The bright one I got done for possession of stolen goods because it was my mum's camera and basically the cops said, no, it's, it's stolen. Huh. And then um, it got to court and that he, the cop took that whole part of the statement out because my mum went down to the cop shop and said, it's my camera. So he edited the statement and took it all out for court. And I'm yeah. like, well, how's that even legal? Yeah. You know? Yeah, fucking hell. How much? How, how big a target were you at that time? Were you... Were you- uh, when, I was, when I was around 87, it would have been um, the museum legals. Yeah. Just, um, 
some a writer came up to me and said, "Oh, dude, did you hear those the, the transits calling out your name?" And I'm like, "No." They're like, "Yeah, they drove past and were shouting out murder." So they were just basically just seeing if I turned around or not. And I, I must have been in a different time zone and just didn't hear them. Yeah, yeah. Turn around, but they, you know, these guys are like, um, you know, they they were younger than what I am now, and they're just like playing with kids. You know, just it was the big game to them. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Disappear off the face of the earth. You know. Yeah, man. Like we spoke in the past, like in some of the, like the earlier episodes, we had, um, you know, we had a couple of legendary writers on from up here. We had Disney, Odie, and um, uh, Reels, who used to write Alamo back in the day. And we were talking about like, you know, there was the war on drugs, there was the war on crime, then there was the war on graffiti, which was largely a bunch of middle-aged men taking on 16-year-old kids, you know, like going to war on kids you know, going, yeah. going to war on a youth movement at the time that they hadn't yet harnessed or understood, you know, and it's kind of, in hindsight, it's like, really, you know, <laughs> like, use motherfuckers, you know? It was like when I got raided, I was 16, basically, Stevens and all, uh, two other um, officers, I can't even remember who, who it was. Um, I remember going to Spencer Street, would have been, I can't remember, it must have been some sort of cop shop or something, and they're just getting out of their cars, taking guns out of their boots, and I'm like, Fuck like, man. See what the fuck, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much the first time I've been in trouble with the police before. Like, yeah, um, you know, because of my upbringing and all that. It how, was, you know. That, oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. How in, how intimidating a figure to you and to others around you at the time, your peers at the time, was Peter Stevens? Oh, it's a just total prick. Yeah. But he, he used to see me places and go, "Oh, Jay, how are you going?" Um, I remember when all that shit went down for um, spray conflict and. Um, Basically, cab got busted, and cab was staying in this in this flat, and I was with Susie's his partner at the time, and we were going back to the flat. Scott wasn't there. We opened the door, and the cops are fucking in there. Stevens is there, going, "Oh, Jay, how are you going? What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "I'm dude, you know, I'm not active, wow. whatever, you know." Yeah. We go downstairs, um, and there's just these two CIBs, like they look like surfers. It's like literally long hair and and fucking bright shirts and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. It was just weird. It was just, but he he sort of knew I wasn't writing. It would have been, you know, I forget what year it was. Uh, was ninety three ish, ninety two. By then, yeah, and I and by the, t- you know, um, I got busted another, another time, which is just this really stupid circumstance. Um, I was. Uh, Cab was in Melbourne, he's living in Melbourne, and we were just like, let's paint together, let's do something. I just finished art school, it was 80, um, 89, did it for art school for a year, um, and then we're like, let's paint Elston Wick billboards. Mm. And basically, um, you know, we're just about to go out, and my mum's like, I used to always tell my mum I was pacing, it was just the deal we had not yeah. to. Um, and she's like, you know, be careful, touch wood. And I'm like laughing and I just barely tipped, um, the edge of the table, my fingertips going, I like, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> and then that night we're painting, there used to be two billboards in the middle of Alstonwick station and we are painting them and cop, cops started running down suddenly off, off down the ramp. We scoot off the end of the platform Alston has got like these two embankments. So we basically, we got split up somehow. Mm. I jumped the fence into these, these flats and um, I was way ahead 
I heard someone jump down. I'm like, it must be Cab. So I just waited. It was quite dark. And by the time the person got up to me, I'm like, that's not Cab. Yeah. <laughs> so cop and basically grabbed me. And then pretty Divi was just there like instantly. Yeah. Um, I had paint on me. And then basically I found out I had warrants out for my arrest. And um, I got taken to lock up. And then um, – yeah, I'm just like, fuck, this is pretty. I've never been locked up before. And that that was only lock up. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I'd been busted. And this is around I th- pretty much when I stopped graph. Um, when I got locked up, I'm like, well, this is sort of what a percentage of, of, of it might be. Yeah. There's some guy in there, but he'd been on a, a fucking huge list of assault charges. Mm. He's in there for four days. I'm in there for 14 days for some reason because I tagged a wall. Fucking And hell. I'm like, yeah. shit. And then. You know, I was a smoker. The cops are smoke, uh, passing smokes through the mesh, and I'm like, "God, this is not a good look." Yeah. So I sort of put a bit of fear into me, and I sort of like, uh, you know, is it worth going? You know, doing graph for this? You know, I can't end up in jail. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And basically, I was at because I'd been busted three or four times already. I was already pushing it, and then the last time I went to court, I had this judge. He was like Bob Hawke. He said, if I see your face again, basically you're going inside. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. yes, uh, I've got a lock up. My mum rocks up, does bounce, writes a bounce check because um, she's like, I, she didn't have any money. So, um, yeah. writes, writes a dodgy check, gets me out. Her car wouldn't start, so I had to push it. And then she's like, oh, your father's getting married again today. Oh, like, fuck. Like the three, you know. Dude. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> fucking hell. Fucking hell. When it rains, a pause. <laughs> oh, bro. But, uh, you know, I think that's after that, it sort of changed a lot for me. I sort of was like, maybe I sort of need to sort of redirect a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been doing graph for like four to four, four years solid. Um, you know, at one stage, I think um, Pest sort of said something that re- sort of reminded me about, you know, you know, a lot of people sort of say, oh, well, murder never bloody, you know, bomb shit. And yeah, that's the people that don't remember. Like, yeah, th- a lot of people remember the murder peanut throw ups. We pretty much had every train. We were doing run ups in um, at Malvern Station. Yeah. The, the transits thought we were going to yards and just doing run ups. We had this whole system set up where um, we had paint behind Malvern, the, the billboard at Malvern Station, mm. and we we um, we did two nights and we did hours of trains, like because there was down in on Frankston Line. Yeah, we were just getting them come and you know Flinders Street. So there were four four um, platforms, and we worked it out. So we'd run, do the run up on one side, then run with the train to the end of the platform, skip along go on, onto the other side and then do run-ups and then just sort of do these loops. Yeah. And we'd do that for hours. And we'd, like, it'd get to a point we did that many run-ups that your throw-ups would come back and you'd have to sort of run up quickly to get another spot and do another one next to the run-up you did, you know, a few hours before. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we had we had so many run-ups and that's pretty much what influenced. Like I've, I did, did this little game and watch um, animation and I've done prints of it and that was the whole um, the idea of you know the run-up and the you know game and watch being a little game yeah yeah 100 percent 
hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, so I used to, used to tag um, when I was writing J. I used to tag a lot on the St Kilda line because I was used to go to the Gasworks um, using a solid marker and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so you were getting up on the insides and all that kind of shit at the time. Yeah. Love but, you know, the style took over a lot more for me and then I suppose that's, you know, I used to bomb but not not as much when, when I started getting into styles a bit more. Mm. I think, you know, 88, I sort of toned down the, the bombing, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. With a, did you, like, did, was your sort of like by that stage, by 88, were you sort of more focused on quality over quantity? Yeah, it started yeah. taking over like that famous, the, my famous, you know, um, yeah. Hawksburn wall. Yep. Um, it just took too long for me. I think I was. It took a few nights of going back to do that wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, disruptions. I can't remember the reasons, but I just remember I was going back a few times to do it. Yeah. So I was up a few nights. Um, we're, took, are we talking? Like, we're talking about the South Yarra wall. Yeah, the yeah. one with the A on the end. It was. Yes. Um, M, yeah, it's M U R D A, yeah. which is. Not, doesn't have an A. It's mm-hmm. got a U instead. Um, yeah, that you know that, that was pretty much it, dude. I'm, dude, listen. I'm looking at a photo of it now. I mean, to have, to have, man. Let's let's get into that. So that took a couple of nights. That was a few nights. Yeah. I think my main problem is uh, being a perfectionist and like the outlines. I, I think I was just too hooked up, like hooked into doing it as clean as I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. What were, you, um, yeah. what were you using? Uh, Kilrust. Kilrust. Well, Kilrust was one of Melbourne's like premium outlining cans. Like you know, you put a bit of paper under under the cap, and basically, you know, you got really good holdbacks with it. Um, because it's fucking dude. Like I'm I'm sitting here looking at it now, and once again, just out of King's Way, and you know, I'll I'll you know like. Man, I've I've having not had you on the podcast in the past. I can't remember who I had on, but I actually posted a photo of this on our social media a while ago. Maybe it might have been in our stories, but I'll post it again, courtesy of King's Way, and I'll credit everyone. But I mean, this is without fail one of the most definitive pieces on any line in this country at any point. It's cited, you know. It, it, I mean, it, you know, it kind of took you global in many regards. I mean, Phase 2 and Days, who were in the country at that time, were they in the country at that time? Um, they were in, that would have been just a little bit after. Just I can't, like, trying to track down the date for that piece. So I know that possibly I had a slide. Um, all my slides would, like, had a – because they, it's not digital. <laughs> you, yeah. you can't just go and find a date. It's this, I used to do slide film because my dad was into photography and he's like, you know, do slide film, it's better quality and that's probably the, the best tip he gave me. Um, and they used to stamp them with like the, the month and the, the year on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes they wouldn't stump, stamp them hard enough and the impression wouldn't be that deep. So it's hard to sort of make out the month or, or year or whatever. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So I'm pretty sure I found it, was, it would have been December 87-ish. So okay. it was either... Really late '87 or start of '88. Yeah, 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 yeah. How the um, f- like, ha- ha- dude? Looking at it today, like, how would you, how would you developed so you know, like, in terms of moving style so exponentially quick, you know, so so exponentially, you know, like from '85, '86 to '87, '88. We're only talking fucking three years, maybe tops. 
Like, and what you are, what you are doing by that stage, man. And, and, you know, like there's pieces beyond that South. Yarra. I mean, obviously the South Yarra, that South Yarra murder piece is fucking, it's just, it's second to nothing even to this day, you know, even to this day. But how would you develop letter structures to that point? Like, was it just sketching? Were you just sitting there kind of, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's meticulous, bro. It's meticulous. That was very free-formed, I think, that, that sketch. It was probably, there might have been two sketches. The yeah. sketchbook got taken off me. I don't know who's got it. The cops got it, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. There was, so Hawksburn Ransom and I did that um, wall just up from the station on Hawksburn. Okay, yep. Uh, legal that, we, that I got through um, some, it was for some clip. And um, that was 87, and basically that youth piece that I did on that wall would have been the first page of that, that sketchbook that had that murder with the A on the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I get it in a rough time frame because that, that youth was 80, 87 and that um, the murder was the piece after I did that youth piece. Yeah, yeah. So because you, you look at the youth piece and you look at the, um, the murder with the A, you can see similarities with the um, that I've got those little black areas, like little um, squares and stuff. There's similarities to, to those two styles, and I think that's what happens. It's like um, there there is a connection with each piece you do. You can see the progression yes, when you bite someone. It's a massive jump. You just do, you, you know you can tell when people copy because there's no progression of an idea. It's it's like this a sudden guillotine where it's just like it appears. Yeah. I'm always skeptical when I see people doing something new that just comes out of the blue. Yeah. And this and you connect. It does happen, but it's like it's 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 different when you can actually you can connect the dots to the development of something. Yeah, definitely do. Definitely, definitely. What was like what what was pushing you? Like what were you do who were you painting with at this point that was pushing you like into just such like sort of like I mean you could say fundamentally abstract lettering but also amazingly just advanced like like fuck dude I mean to to look like you know not to piss in your pocket bro but to look at these pieces today they they're, they're advanced today you know like man dudes aren't doing this shit today it's not like you just sit around and you're trying to develop something new it's just the moment yeah. um, I suppose it's a stupid question but yeah it's um, you know, I was just doing what I was doing. I love pacing and I love graffiti and and um, you know, I I've always had good mentors. Yes. Um, I've been so lucky to have like good mentors in my life that have helped me. Like GS, amazing mentor, um, Constance Zekos, a friend of Ransom's. Basically, you know, he he taught me a lot about different things, more artistic. Yeah. yeah. Um. I sort of had, you know, I've always got my own thing on it, but these people give you a good advice along the way. And it's, you know, it's extremely helpful to have people showing you certain things. Yeah, certainly, dude. And I suppose that's how you, de that's that's how it develops, isn't it? Who was, dude, I've heard about yeah. that Constance dude. Who was that Constance dude? Oh, just an artist. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, he's a, you know, a, a well-known Melbourne artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard I about through ransom, and then, and then I used to help him paint for um ex, for his exhibitions. So I used to be like an assistant for him, and I used to paint paint shows like um, stencil works that he was doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because even like he fucking, did, sorry, 
at Richmond. He did the robot head at Richmond. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. But uh, even looking, I mean, I, I suppose, I mean, yeah, kind of taking that into account, you can sort of see, you can almost see the influence. But I'm even looking like, you know, once again, I've just got Kingsway sitting in front of me, so I'm just flicking through your section in it. But, you know, the style transition at... um what is it, the the Melbourne Central Legals. I mean, you even see it there. So that's 87, dude. And, you know, you've got some, you know, you've got largely, you got, you know, a largely public style around a fucking super abstract R, you know. So the M and the E and the R is kind of protruding. But there's even, there's even, um, you know, like the, the three-dimensional aspect was there early in what you do. You know, even with that, you can kind of see how the R is being pushed to the front while the other letters kind of fade to the back. I think it's always been there. I think when I look at what I was doing before graffiti, it sort of always had a 3D, 3D element, like it, yep. or three-dimensional. Yeah. Um, because when I look at my first canvases, um, there's a J piece. It's got a yellow background. That That is like very three-dimensional. I've, I've shaded it so it looks like it's um, a bit more of a bubbly sort of style. Mm. Um, I shadow on it and, and bits and pieces. It's funny how I look at that and then, you know, I know the, the style's different. Like my 3D style's different to what that was, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Escher, there's, I suppose there's different influences yes. subconsciously in it that have just come out in the style. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny that you mentioned Escher because someone said that to me uh, a little while ago, like, because, you know, people will say to me, oh, who do you want to get on the show? And I've always said, man, I want fucking, I want, man, I want to get murder on the show. You know, murder's on top of my list, puzzles on top of my list. There's a handful, you know, and we're slowly ticking them off. But, man, like, you know, and someone said to me back then, they were like, man, his stuff reminds me of like MC Escher, you know, like that sort of MC Escher stuff. So, man, that kind of, that, that makes a lot of sense. I suppose that the thing that, um, you know, You've got to realise that no one was doing that at the time. No, like, no one. Not no even. One. It's, it's the thing that people like. It's easy to um, compare things now mm. because everyone's doing it. Mm. But like, just you know, uh, for ex for example, just take every graffiti mag from 1988 and see what they're doing. That's the best way to compare. Yeah, 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 yeah. dude. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred you know, there was a lot going on that's just like people lying and people that just aren't up front about what was happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And let's and let's reiterate that. Let's reiterate that point for a second because you were really one of the early early proponents of, uh, you know, 3D lettering, like making a piece look like it was coming out of a wall, you know, like it was, you know, and you, you are cited as such, but... You know, we really need to give you that credit today, man, because, fuck, I mean, the stuff you were doing, dude, is just, it's spectacular. Well, let I mean, let's, you know, let's get a li little bit more into the history. I mean, following TWB, you said it's, you know, it was kind of around for a year, the Wild Boys and whatever. How do you hook up with Ransom and how does AKA form? I think, um, or um, just something I left out before about the, <laughs> having the good mentors. Yeah. Um, GS used to always get me to do the first and last outlines for all the pieces. Yeah. Yep. So like the GSJ, he'd just be going, "I, oh, you have to do it all." Like, yeah, well, thanks. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'd be outlining with a, a chisel tip Dulux, where you just, I'd be turning it to do like verticals and horizontals. Hundred percent. With a chisel. Um, yeah, but um, going on to the ransom, I think um, I met. I probably would have met USA. I'm pretty sure at Gasworks they were painting all these walls there, and 
I think I'm pretty sure I met them all there. Prime was um, Yuri was doing the um, the Prime. It had a picture frame. It's almost like a different style for every letter that he was painting, and it had a picture frame. Um, this pink sort of M. Um, I think it was like, and they always had like good paint. Those mm. little decked out butt lack and all that stuff. Um, I don't with. Um, I'm not sure how AKA happens. Like it just. Um, I suppose all of us were hanging around. Like Jewel. Uh, what what sort of Jewel spoke about about you know we go clubbing and all that stuff. Mm. It was like a massive posse of writers. Yeah. Yeah. FMC. Um, you know, yeah. D, like I suppose DMA and just all of us just hang out. I can't remember the form, like I can't remember how AK formed. I'm pretty sure Ransom would have um, put it together because the name was, you know, also known as for the writing and a cut above for the for the DJ and MC. That's, that's exactly which, right. Which is the best set. And, I, and Futura later on um, had AKA also, like also known as, and I wasn't too sure about, you know, what time frame where that came in. Wow. And it was like, yeah. it's a bit strange. I never really thought about it. Yeah. Um, so it I'm was, pretty sure. Sorry. I'm pretty sure it was later on, like, or, you know, Futura. I have to look it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it was just largely an organic thing, you know, where two sort of two of the, you know, sort of the pioneering crews in Melbourne, you know, you're just hanging out, and that's where it sort of all sort of all stems from. How were you? Did you ever have much involvement in the, um, you know, the 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 hip hop side? Well, beyond the graph, the rap and the rap and DJing side. Did you have much of an involvement in that? Of Not really. Yeah, it wasn't a breaker. I did the, did my rap dancing classes and then gave it up. <laughs> Never put pen to paper or anything like that. I was definitely just concentrating on, um, you know, graph. You know, around when um, I suppose eighty seven, I was involved in a few sort of commercial things like um, Gazza and I did that T-shirt design for Galaxy, okay. which was pretty much one of the first graffiti tops in Mel- in Australia, I'd say. Wow. That was commercial, like commercially printed. Yeah. Um, I met this graphic designer that was, he designed Chase's logo in Melbourne and he'd show me techniques of how to use pen and ink with a writing pen. Yeah, okay. Uh, just some simple sort of techniques. They're only like a handful, but they really helped me out with all that stuff. So then I started doing tees and um, different sort of, I suppose, illustration stuff early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did um, I did the chases? There was a chases night, um, Times Square, mm-hmm. and you know it was hip hop and all that stuff. So I did did the logo for that, and I think Gazza and I did a backdrop um, for the, for on stage. Um, I remember there being a massive fight out the front, yeah, yeah. just right being able to get in and and stuff. And there was just like all this shit that went down. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I suppose you know that that sort of helped with later on when I designed the AKA label and I was sort of using similar techniques with the pen and ink and yeah, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. Did you did in designing that logo? Did you design it specifically as a record label? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a record label. Yeah. I think some um, would have given me a brief. I've got a rough sketch of it in Biro, and then I've got you know the tracing paper um, drawing, um, 
and then he did um, he sten- I think he stenciled the covers like they were just white covers and he stenciled AKA which oh. I made the stencil for and he just sprayed them all different colors which looked looked cool yeah 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 because it was um what was it on it was on the fucking it was on the first AKA single coming out large but then on the second one they just went with like a straight up records kind of you know just a uh, just a normal kind of font thing, didn't they? I mean, that shit, dude, even to this day, that logo, man, I mean, I'd love to see that logo today adorn T-shirts, you know? Like, it would just, I reckon it would fucking sell on nostalgia alone, you know? Like, it's fucking, you know, and it's your, it's it's definitively your style too, you know? I'm looking at it now, man. I'm just looking at that logo now. It's fucking, you know, it's something spectacular, man. Thank you. No, it's dope. On the coming out large one, I don't think it was on the second. I don't think it was on the second record, um, whatever. But you know, I mean, dude, I mean, you know, in terms of AKA and you know the influence we had Johnny talk about, you know, those kind of years and stuff. Um, let's get into your time with AKA, dude, and painting and you know the productions and stuff. This is you know this is kind of the tail end of, you know, is this around the tail end of where you you know you could have sort of hung it up in terms of a legal graph, the AKA years. Oh. Not real, like um, probably I went to art school around 89, which is probably the worst thing I could have done. It's just, it's like, um, you know, just, it didn't connect with what I was doing. Um, but I'm pretty, like I looked at the advertisers and that on my, on my list of dates, it said um, 89. And I remember like, cause um, I remember oh, I heard Jewel talk about, you know, the wall and stuff. And um, he sort of forgot that he did, he missed out that, Originally, that massive wall had a huge cement, like um, it's just like a, some just cement blocks, or um, they're almost like rocks yeah. panels against the wall. Yeah. And like we spent a long time um, bashing them with a steel pole, trying to crack them all. Oh no shit! And then move it all away from the wall. Then we uh, painted it all, like primed it. Ready to go. Yo, you there? Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please, fuck, dude, fill us in, man. So we're talking about fucking the Burnley abattoirs. For those listening, you know, we spoke yeah. to Jewel about that. I mean, going into Burnley, had you been in there prior, those abattoirs? Uh, we did. Because I, well, I was out at um, Pran Tafe, there was a video exercise. So we, a friend of mine and I did our video in there, which is like it was pretty funny. Yeah. The only problem was that um, when we went, went to hand it in, he was um, he was like editing the video, and somehow the machine um, chewed it all up. Oh, and I'm shit. like, oh, we lost the footage. And it would have been really cool to see now because we we were just going around filming a lot of it. Yeah. Just with the school. Yeah, but it got destroyed, so uh, it's a bit of a shame. Who it's, who, it's who was up in there when you were filming it? Oh, uh, we, we were just mucking around. It was just like film, like just um, students. Yeah. But like that place used to be like the farmer's market, just like riders coming and going. There were just like heaps of people like at one stage. Like yep. it was quite busy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think that's what um, I think even, yeah, someone was saying the other week, I can't remember if it was Pest or Jewel, but they were saying, you know, you'd be in there painting and you think you're getting raided and it's just another, you know, it's just another group of riders walking into the place to paint <laughs> while you're in there. The, the whole app, the asbestos thing was a bit scary because it's like, well, I remember 
looking at the sun sort of beaming through and then just looking at the sky and just seeing all this glittery shit and then yeah. you know years probably 20 20 years later i'm going you know that's that was asbestos yeah yes. dude yeah 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 and and what would you what would your knowledge have been at that moment of asbestos probably fucking nothing you know zero like exactly yeah no yeah no i think i think about the same thing like when we were kids and we used to fucking you know used to go into like abandoned places and shit i remember there was this house when i was a kid living in melbourne up the road from mine and we'd ride our push bikes through this house and it was filled with asbestos man like it was fucking like looking back now hindsight you know but i remember it, and the whole place is asbestos and it's probably why it was fucking you know a derelict shithole house but yeah man that's that thing you know no one had any knowledge of that kind of thing then or you know none of us as kids you know i'm talking probably late 80s this is you know around the same time you might have been in there i was a kid on a push bike and shit but man dude like tell us more about fucking about those abattoirs dude let's get into the chemical lab you know like the production that it was like it's monumental dude it is monumental you've been involved in some fucking truly monumental moments um dude just being in burnley how many days like what was the you know what was the go i think jules said that ransom came in and did his section and then fucked off but you largely designed that wall didn't you it was kind of your concept pardon the, the the chemical lab was your your concept, wasn't it? You, you know, it was kind of designed yeah. by you in many regards. I had I had certain drawings that basically I was sort of uh, mucking around with, um, like a glass a panel of glass that had been smashed and showing through. And I sort of I think that's where that window came came from. Um, you know, where where both Jewel and I um, had that sort of square around it. We just, um, we just didn't have enough paint. I wanted to, that was meant all meant to be in blues, but we kept running out. I remember, and we just have to um, compromise and use something else. Mm, mm. It's my life story being a writer. I never had um, a lot of paint. I wasn't a good racker. Yeah. Um, you know, at one stage I got given a whole lot of paint um, by someone just for payment. Um, which was good, like I got a lot of super spray and accents and all that stuff. So we used a bit of that on that. But um, it's hard when you don't have 10 of one colour and you're trying to achieve something and you're running out going, oh, what what do we use now? So it was a bit of that. Um, you know, most of the pieces were fine. That was a pretty much accent and um, super spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I, I was, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, you're like – the jewel and your piece, they kind of, you know, while they're framed themselves, those, you know, those abattoir pieces, the ransom, yeah, I mean, they're all relative colours. They're relatively similar colours regardless of, you know, and then the framing around the piece. The um, You'd seen something in Time Life magazine or whatever? Is that right? Yeah. Or an old issue of Life? Yeah. Basically, I had a, a lot of Life magazines from, I don't know, I was just getting them at um, Chapel Street Bazaar or somewhere mm. um, and just using them for different different things. And I think I was using them for a few school projects. Um, and, yeah, it was there was just one picture out of one of those. Okay. And it was funny, like, my, my um, family history, um, my great-grandfather was a scientist and he got an OBE from the queen and all wow. that stuff it was funny to look back on that now and go oh yeah you know science yeah. sort of runs in the blood a bit yeah fucking hey dude absolutely man absolutely are you still there yeah mate yeah can you hear me yo can you hear me jay um i remember that there was but yeah you're breaking up a bit yeah so are you bro and for those listening i apologize we're doing this via skype <clears throat> you know, and I just try to, you know, like when people are doing, man, listen, when people are talking, I just try to let them talk and shit like that. Please continue, man. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a lot of Sydney riders for some reason that rocked up um, okay. when we were all painting. And then I remember one guy's like, um, oh, yeah, what what do you write, dude? Like with a bit of attitude or something. Yeah. And I'm like, um, I don't know, I write murder. And then he just sort of stepped back and sort of paused for a moment. And he was like, you write murder, dude. And I'm like, yeah. He was sort of, um, maybe he was expecting a b-boy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not something. Yeah shoes on um painting this massive piece you know <laughs> but it was quite funny and then he, he did the same thing he rocked up to you know jewel and asked jewel what he what he wrote and it was quite funny it was like there was just a lot of action in that place yeah. just people visiting and, um i remember we had we had a fire going and you know we're putting the cans in in water just to get some pressure because a lot of them like some of them were old accents and they were just like the the pressure was gone but if you put them in hot water, it builds up the pressure of the can. Mm. Um, it was an amazing place. Like, you know, the avatar, like all the people that painted in there, you know, the, the thing that I probably remember, like all the jewels, of course, and, um, you know, news piece with the arrows yeah, and the tar. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there's some amazing pieces in there. Yeah, no, and shouts to you too, who I've sort of been talking with over the course of the week, man. Big shouts to you too, DMA, man, like just another legendary figure. Um, man, like Johnny was telling us that, you know, like, you, you know, sort of when when in AKA and he was working with you guys, it was kind of like, you know, you'd come up with a lot of the concepts for the pieces and go in there and, you know, you'd be like, okay, boom, 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 we're going to do it like this. And that's how it would roll. And, you know, because he was telling us that in relation to when he did the style machine, you know, he was kind of like, okay, now I've got to go in and, you know, sort of form in that shit, you know, sort of just fucking step up and go, okay, this is how that's going to roll. Did you always play that role with, the, with you know, with a lot of those big production walls? Did you kind of foresee oh, what it was? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not, um, it just sort of happens. I'm pretty pushy when it comes to ideas, I suppose. Mm. It's difficult being an, like you have to be pushy as an artist because, yes. like, if you don't um, push your ideas through, um, they just don't get – to the other side, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I find it even now, like when I'm like been um, doing commercial work and all that stuff. When you're working with people, you, you just got to keep pushing through. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because a lot of people can't visualize things. They can't visualize the end result. Like most visual people, artists can visualize an idea before it's there, mm. and you really have to push that. You have to push your concept to get to the, the end of the finished result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I can't push you with that stuff, I suppose. Well, certainly, dude, because, I mean, I suppose, like, people are, if they you know, if people are approaching you, even in these, you know, even in, like, the sort of the, the infancy of your graffiti and stuff, if people are approaching you and you're coming up with a concept on a wall, they're not going to see the end vision, are they? You know, like, it's sort of, you know, it, it takes you to step up and, you know, like I said, it's kind of forming that shit and just fucking going and go, okay, this is how this is going to be laid out. Jewel was telling us that Ransom did Ransom, like, because he's, you know, it's kind of like the pieces, the way that the, the way the abattoir, that abattoir, the chemical lab wall is set up is that the jewel is kind of framed, the murder is kind of framed with the outline kind of poking through and then the colour within the framing and then Ransom is kind of in the centre. Was that how it was planned? Yeah, I think it just worked out like that. Yeah. It's yeah. funny when like, I think about the outline, it probably took me a, a day to uh, probably, I remember sitting on the ground drawing the sketch for it in a night or something and it's like we didn't really plan out any of the colors or anything it's not like now we plan absolutely everything you've got a mini picture on your phone and you copy it yeah um 
back then it was just an outline. Basically, we just worked out the position. Um, we had well, we had the rough concept for the the chemical thing, and um, I think it, and then the colours just it's just all happening on the spot. Yeah, it wasn't dude. really. Also rough, very rough. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, for for something very rough, man, it turned out so so meticulously intricate and damn near perfect, man. In regards to, you know, in regards to fucking productions of the era, man. Like it's and once again, just like with a lot of this stuff, man. You these walls still stand today. If they stood today, if they were still in existence today. They'd be as good as anything else out there, man. You know, like they're just, they're fucking, it's just, it's phenomenal shit, dude. I mean, around that time, man, like, you know, there was a lot of media and stuff that was sort of taking note of what was going on in Melbourne in terms of graffiti. What was your relationship with the media and and in particular the kind of early representation of hip hop and graffiti within that media? Well, we had, um, around that time, we had two to um, one journalist and a photographer or something. Um, basically, they were writing an article for the Herald Sun. Yep, yep. So that's um, there were portraits of um, Ransom Jewel and I for that article, yes. and that's in the advertisements. Yep. And I think we've all three of us have got masks on, um, and it's I think it's um, in front of one of um, Ransom's characters. It is, yeah. And they they were hanging around quite a lot. That go, I think they were. Um, taking shots of um, North Melbourne yards where all those blueies were. Yeah, yeah. Just hang, basically just hanging around with us for a while. Yeah. Um, and to cut it all short, basically um, they did, they were going to do an article, but then last minute, as always, the editor takes over and then um, I'm telling them, don't put a photo of my face <laughs> and my tag. Yeah. You know, to, um, and then the article comes out inside the train gangs, it was called. And we're just like, the fuck, why do we even bother letting these people hang out with us for that amount of time? And then I just want it just to sell the paper. Yeah. And then basically there's a photo of me murder at work with a profile of my face. Wow. Wow. It's like, it, it's sort of like that sort of stuff just burns me. Like, um, you know, I was a little bit pissed off about it. It's funny that, um, um, the cover, someone said that that was the photographer basically mm. just mimicking a, a writer. Mm. And I actually, um, I worked for Fairfax around 2015 and met someone like someone that was going out with that, like journalist. Yeah. Okay. The time I'm like, well, that's, that's funny. Um, and she's like, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, really. I still don't believe that. <laughs> Sorry. So, so do, you, do you think, like, you know, that, that kind of misrepresentation that happened yeah. early on, but like, sorry? That's what that? the media does. Can you repeat that? Sorry, mate. I missed it. That's what the media does. It just but, um, yeah, exactly. delights. Just, um, just on a side note, how active were you in terms of train riding during this period? Oh, look, I didn't do many trains, like Jewel said. That was all the truth. I probably did a handful. Yeah. Um, we used to always have that argument, um, you know, quality versus quantity. Yes, yes. You know, one one good piece is going to burn 20 pieces that are all looking the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's fighting for different reasons. Yeah. And I understand that. Like, it's not all about, you know, the best pace. 
you know, you got to respect someone that goes out and paints 50 panels. Like, you know, you look at Jewel. Yeah. Oh my God. The guy's a legend with train riding. Yeah. Same with Puzzle. Like, um, you know, total respect to them. Yeah, definitely, dude. And, and, you know, and even like the style they brought to train carriages. But I mean, some, some of the panels you did, dude, like, you know, specifically, once again, when we relate them to the era, when we relate them to, you know, 87, 88. I mean, man, you brought some fucking style to some of those train carriages, dude. I mean, even if you only did a few, some of them were fucking amazing, man. You know, like, yeah, like some of them are incredible. I mean, the MRA in particular, like that MRA on the yeah. uh, on, on the Hitachi, you know. Yeah, I've got a good story if you want to hear that one. Oh, please, man. Fucking let us know. Um, actually, I had to write down a few notes. I think it was some, um, it would have been Saipan Mist because I used to hang out with, um, you know, missed quite a lot in Saipan and art. Yep. yep. Um, you know, it, was, it would have been Saipan, missed Ransom and I. Um, that I was, I had to look up the layup because it was would have been Carum layup on Frankston line. Yep. So we all went there. We started the panel, window down, and basically, I don't, I can't remember what happened, but either cops came or something happened where we all ran off and um, you know basically didn't finish the panel. But then um, Saipan's like, the next day, Saipan tracked the panel and he's like, I don't know how, but he's a, he's a wizard when it comes to, you know, train timetables and working out where, where a panel's going. Yeah. And he worked out and he laid up in Packham of all places. Then so, we work, so we're working out, like, do we go back, do we go to Packham and try to finish the panel? And we was, was like, yeah, Ransom was just like, nah, forget that, I'm out. Um, so we um, were just like, yeah, let's do it. So we catch a bloody train to um, to Packham. All I remember is we were um, on the carriage, all these skinheads got on and basically just ironed us off. Yeah. And we just saw we're like, don't look at them. Just look out the window, just yeah, ignore dude. them. Yeah. And there's a bottle on the ground and he's basically just kicking it at us like on, on the ground at our feet at our feet and um we get off the station we just bolt and we um got off the station ran into some grass and we could see them all just looking around trying to find where we were on the station like all that crap stopped and then basically um the panel was there we finished it got the um Got the train back. I think um, you know, we, we crashed out somewhere in Packham and then caught the first train back, and um, that's that's it. But yeah, someone was like, "Is that true about you? How you guys chased that panel?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, I don't know if it was done. You know, if a lot of people actually did that or not. But like, it was amazing that Saipan tracked it. Like, yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe that he worked out, you know, where it was getting parked. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, they were AC, weren't they? They were all city yeah. riders, man. So was that like, you know, was that like the forte, their forte at the time? You know, they yeah. knew where those trains were going. Exactly, it was like they had trackers on it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. Another one of your trains, dude, and that and that's that's dope, dude. I mean, you know, and that there are a lot of those stories, man. You know, like a lot of people tell. Well, you know, a lot of the dudes that we've spoken to, you know, that are of your generation of your generation in Melbourne, man. Like, you know, they had a lot of dramas with like fucking skins and all that kind of shit, man. You know, that that, that kind of gang thing was very real down there, man. You know, like you, you were copping mad headaches. How long did it run for, that MRA? I'm, 
I'm not sure. I got um, I got photos, but like at that period, I was doing quite a few trains. Um, I did that MRA sort of lecture set style with um, with Mist, and I had a few like I think I did a few panels that sort of period, like would have been a month or so, and then mm. my bloody camera um, camera back flipped open, my whole um, that whole film just got exposed, and I'm like. Uh. Bloody, all those panels and they're just gone. Dude. No. Chrissy had photos and that was it. Yeah. Of the, you know, the grey MRO with um, Mist and Saipan. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I probably did about probably maybe five. I think I did Justice. I did a murderer on a combing, um, that grey MRA, that's sort of like Letcher Set style. Um Oh, what else was there? I what did about, a, a car 10125. Yes. And, uh, yeah, dude. And what about the what about the the bronze that the bronze on the um on the blue house the, bro, the bronze yeah, murder well, with Jewel? Yeah, that was um that was just in that that yard whatever it was in North Melbourne. Mm, mm. And I think I did a Melbourne style one. Oh yeah, it was an MRA Melbourne style one because we had a sort of small crew that we put together. Um, peanut, it would have been a few of us, it would have been um, a handful of writers what I was hanging around with. We thought we're just doing it, um, you know, Melbourne style one crew, yes. And when it's a jolly mot to do a panel, and yeah, it got chased out. And someone sent me a photo of just the first outline, which is sort of cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely, dude, definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, you know, just talking about, you know, sort of, tra- well, not, not trained so much, but just that the media representation around this time, you know, I mean, around the time we're talking, Hype Mag comes out, you know, and in the second issue, dude, you were featured quite heavily. And I have the second issue of Hype in front of me. You got the center spread, um, the, hold on, let me just flick through it. The, I'm pretty sure the South Yarra, yep, the South Yarra murder is on, um, is on the it's on the first page pretty much after the cover. I mean that that center spread in hype. Well, I mean for one, how important were magazines at that time for you guys? Oh, it was like um, you know it started. Um, people had pen pals and they just send each other photos, mm. and that's pretty much how my stuff got overseas. Jewel was den- um, sending stuff to Germany and um, to Semnos and. He, you know, they'd write letters back and forth. Um, and that sort of touches on that whole 3D style thing of, you know, how people got to see it. And, um, you know, magazines are extremely important and that's how your stuff sort of got, it's like the, well, that's what the social media is now, but yeah, exactly. it's so much slower, you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly, man, uh, yeah. Hype, Hype Mag was our Instagram in, you know, in the early 90s. That did a lot, for, like that probably did a lot for my, um, I think what did Pest call me? Um, celebrity writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the rock star <laughs> writers, man. I was going to ask, dude. I was, <laughs> bro. That was one of my next questions about being labelled, you know, a celebrity, you know, slash rock star graffiti artist of Melbourne. You know, that definitely helped the hype, hype mag. Yeah, um, man. And getting that center spread. Where was that piece? That the the murder with the the eyes looking over it, and where was that? So the. It's actually two pieces. So one of them, the one in the front is, is just some boards that I painted in the city square mm-hmm. in Melbourne. And the one behind it is GS and I doing a piece that we, we did together in 1988. He had, had um, an exhibition in that space, okay, yeah. which was like a youth centre 
um, in the city square. Yeah. And um, so basically just it's just a photo of those um, the boards leaning up against the wall. Yeah, that, that explains it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, so pretty much like um, that was pretty much my second 3D piece that I, I did. Um, and it was on, on boards. It was, yeah, just the beige colorway. Color yeah, it's amazing, dude. The M with the U, then the R and the AKA above it. Now, that explains that because I, I wondered that. Like, even looking at it and even, you know, I was looking at it this morning before coming to, you know, talk to you. And I was looking at it and I was thinking, fuck, that looks like something leaning against it. And I thought, oh, no, maybe the piece was in the background. But then, you know, you can definitely see your style around the eyes and the character that sort of looks over the boards, you know, that whatever that's like tubing or something going around the top. Yeah, it's just tubing. It's like a frame, and then it's got G a sort of portrait of GS and a portrait of myself um, on that on the yeah for that for his exhibition. Yep, 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 yep. No, it's amazing, man. And I'll I'll post a photo of this. It's you know it was the center spread in the second ever issue of Hype Magazine. You know, and I'm I think we're probably talking about eighty nine ninety by the time this rolled out. And yeah, man, it's it's just, it's another one of those kind of phenomenal moments, man, another amazing wall. And, you know, to get that center spread, I think the first issue had maybe uh, Peril, I think is the center spread, I think from memory, but yeah, um, by, the, by the second issue, you know, and, you know, the magazine coming out of Brisbane, you know, we've spoken about this in the past. I've had the hype twins on, you know, it definitely had a, um, there was, you know, it was, it was, while it is largely Brisbane, it was definitely Melbourne centric, particularly the second issue. You know, there's a lot of AKA in there, Ransom, Jewel, um, yourself, DMA. You know, there's a lot of amazing stuff in there, man. Like, we, we use guys forwarding photos in. Like, how was that working? I sort of didn't do that, but someone must have been. Yeah, someone did. Um, yeah. They only released it recently. Like, mm. they're selling, um, like, reprinted copies of yes, they are. Hype One three possibly yep they are exactly right um which is cool like the, to see all that stuff again yeah 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 and 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 props to those guys man like i had them on the podcast uh, last year sometime for anyone listening you can go back to the hype episode it's a bit of a chaotic sort of manic listen for anyone that wants to uh that wants to get through it you know that's a conversation for another day we can talk about that on midweek drinks if anyone wants to fucking hit us up but um yeah it's man i mean hype mag like you know that was our social media early on man it's what we went to you know and just, yeah, to get that center spread, dude, I mean, that was, you know, that must have been a fucking good look at the time, you know, and where those photos, do you, you, you have no idea where those photos originated from? Which, what those, um, yeah, the ones, that, yeah, the, or how the hype, the hype twins got those, got those, I must have stuff in, like, um, yeah. yeah, I just, I, you know, I used to see a lot of people, um, going back to, um, I think you were talking about some Dutch writer with the yes. spray can. Yeah, dish. Yes. Uh, yeah, like um, I met him like it would have been, must have been 80, 87-ish. He came to my mum's place. Yep. Someone hooked me up and said, oh, this guy wants to meet you and um, basically saw my sketchbook and was just like, all right, yeah, can I get one of those? Like I had photocopies and he's like, can I get a copy of that 3D style? Um, and he was like, um, I'll swap you all these Delta blockies. Yeah. And like a just a massive like they were just black and white delta blockies. Yeah. Can I can I have that outline for this? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, dude, I don't really collect photos, but you can just have um, have the outline. Yeah. And then, you know, I started work. Um, 
I didn't really think about what was going on, but he went overseas and took my 3D sketch basically back to wherever he's like from uh, the like at, around Amsterdam somewhere. Yeah, the, the Netherlands um, or something. Down like years later um, on art crimes, I was like trying to track him down. Mm. Um, it would have been early two thousands, but yeah. then they're just like, "What? Why do you need? Like, why do you want to track him down?" And I'm just like getting um, these weird sort of um, responses back. I'm like, I just want to, you know, see where my outline went, basically, yeah. like who had access to it and who saw it, because um, it was early on. Um, you know, he's from Amsterdam, so yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> Exactly, and two, um, sorry, please continue. Two plus two, plus two equals, you know, because um, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people, Lumet was in Australia around, around 91, yeah. um, met Lumet, he saw a lot of my stuff. Um, I, w I went to Germany around 93 and he, he just wanted me to paint 3D pieces and I'm like, dude, I'm sort of a bit out of it at the moment. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing a few other things like style-wise. Yeah. Just experimenting with um, other things besides style, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it was just funny when you make the connections of where your stuff was getting sent and who had access to it and then, you know, you start seeing oh, who the 3D innovators are now. Yes. And it's like people don't even know the true story about what was going on. Nah. You know, they go, Dame, but it's like Dame didn't even start writing until like 91. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's, it's just funny when you make a connection yeah, definitely, dude. Definitely. Well, dude, listen. Get get into it. You're, I mean, you're. Well, what are your perspectives behind the sort of origins of three D style? Did someone or something influence you? Because you are without fail one of those global innovators in terms of three D. And I want to get into that European trip with Lumet and all that because I mean, Lumet was another one who innovated. You know, who took you know three D kind of three dimensional lettering to another another level. You know, but he'd recognised you as being that at that stage, you know, what, what we, what are your opinions on the origins of 3d lettering? Oh, well, basically I think the Germans, like when, um, when art crimes started to happen, they were trying to make connections with, um, was it Flint or some, something, a writer from New York. Mm. Uh, they're trying to sort of almost like decredit what I was doing. I think yeah. sort of almost, cause what I was doing was a lot different to what anyone had done. Like it was basically, um, just more of an incorrect perspective where you had objects going all over the place. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't the normal perspective mm. point. You've got a, the, you know, the point and all the um, perspectives going towards it. It was like all over the place. Mm. Yeah. You know, it was drug-induced, um, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there were points where beforehand where I, where I look at my style and there was a lead-up to it, what, what I was talking about, the youth piece, then the um, the murder with the A, and then after that, pretty that was my um, first three D sketch was after that, mm. and trust from USA crews like, dude, I've got a memory like an elephant. I remember you like we're all at Ransom's place smoking, we're waiting for um, paid in full film clip to be on Rage the first time ever. Yeah, uh, it's Peanut Miss Pack es Esky Ransom <laughs> Ransom. Stones and um, you did that 3D sketch. We all looked at it and went, "What the fuck?" fuck. You know. Um, yeah. And he said, "I remember what was happening in Graph, and that was the first time he'd ever seen anyone do a 3D piece." Yeah. Uh, and it was like it was sort of cool that he messaged me that. Yeah. 
um, it was good to have someone else's like perspective of what they'd seen. Yes, certainly, certainly. Uh, and it's just yeah, it was cool. So it was sort of like I sort of I remember sketching and I remember being at Ransom's place and um, you know uh, it just sort of happened. I had you know a bucket bomb or something and bang just got into the sketch and it, <laughs> it just happened and then bang then I could I just tapped into it after that yeah um, and, it, and it all and it all and not to interrupt but it all happened while waiting for the paid in full video to come on rage <laughs> I like like I, I didn't remember that part until trust was like yeah like, I tried to look up the date and I just it wasn't it was hard to do like I couldn't find They've got an archive, but it just drops off at a certain point, and I yeah. just couldn't find, you know, when it was. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard when you get older, like trying to get a timestamp on different things, oh, especially without technology. You know, we're yeah. talking; it's all analog stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 as I've stated in the past, like you know, we, with some of you guys, we're going back thirty-five years. You know, like we really yeah. are, man. We're going back, way back into the history books, and to you know, t to have you know to have guys you know to have you guys fucking tr even attempt to recollect what was happening in that moment is something man because those memories would be scant at best those memories are you know you're in the moment man like you're in the moment and it's on to the next thing you know so you know to to be there but like back to back to that diss dude and uh, and let me just um let me just state from the outset because i did put out some incorrect information on the pest episode because uh i was talking to trem i was going backwards and forwards and i just want to i put it up on uh i posted on instagram about it and all that kind of shit but yeah it was um that diss dude was a distant relative of an rdc member an early rdc oh sorry yeah rdc founder um named jasper and i think he'd ventured in the country. I won't go into it now. You can go to the Instagram post and see that. But yeah, big shouts to Trem who um, worded me up on what correctly happened. You you came into contact with him while he was here, did you? Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. I remember because yeah. um, Jewel was like, because I, I didn't know the guy, I'd forgotten the guy's name. And, yeah. and was like, that was, you know, Renee, like Renee Westhoff. Um, he passed away like a few years ago and yeah, there was a book made of um, all his stuff. And, you know, he just went around documenting graffiti. And that's why I was involved in spray can art. Yeah, um, and, and I mean, how fucking crazy is that? You know, like we've had, you know, just in the past, you know, couple of in the past few weeks, we've had Pest and Jewel on, as I've already stated a million fucking times. I needn't state it again, but you know, for those listening that haven't heard those episodes, go back to them because both of them wound up in spray can art. You know, Pest was involved in the Snoopy character, and. Um, Jewel, and obviously Jewel was involved in the King, you know, the, the, the King piece that was in there. And man, that was fucking dude. That was, that was news to me. You know, like that was, man, that was crazy to me. And having, having viewed that book so many times over the years, did you know that did like, I mean, obviously you were active with Jewel. So you knew, you know, like you knew that he was about to get published or, you know, when he returned to Australia, did you see spray can art? Like, how did you get your hands on it? Well, basically, I think we're all questioning why that stuff was produced because yes. it's sort of like, well, it was 87 and it was almost like that um, I'm not dissing what got produced, but I'm just saying that it was almost like they just didn't put in what was happening in Australia at that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that they were trying to keep it all in in a, in a certain time frame, but it was just I think a lot of us or writers were sort of like, why are they pu publishing this stuff when this is sort of happening in Melbourne at the moment? Yeah. Um, yep. It was almost like sort of showing that we um, just where we were at, almost, yeah. but we weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
I mean, Stiles, the Stiles you guys were kicking at that time was so much more, well, you know, use it advanced so much further than what was represented in in those two pages of spray can art. And I think, yeah, I think that's what we're sort of writers in general are questioning. Why has Australia sort of got these older pieces in there? And then you sort of look, and I think that the years were all pretty relative, like around the 85-ish mark. Um, But uh, who knows if that's true. But then it's like, well, why are these dudes taking all these photos of our new stuff? Yeah, yeah. And then back overseas and, um, you know, I think I remember seeing um, a few years ago that – that this one did like audio interviews like with tape and there was a hot there was a picture of a, of a wall of all the writers he'd interviewed and i'm like possibly he might have interviewed me i can't sort of remember if it happened but it might be in there who knows wow 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 because that 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 that, that, that um that dutch graffiti library th- um uh instagram page that we've uh, mentioned in the past that's just a tribute to him that's run by someone else that you know credits him and you know posts some of his work and some of his flicks and all that kind of thing have you been amongst any of that yeah a little bit yeah i've, think, I've texted that, that um that person before yeah but yeah it's like well it's hard to know what what's there and um you know there's a massive collection of all the stuff that he did yeah how much do, do you know offhand how much time he'd spent traveling not sure. It yeah. must have been quite a bit. Like even when you when I saw the picture of the tapes, like the interviews, it was there were a lot of writers in there. I think they're all like hand um, hand done covers too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. Fuck, that's amazing stuff, man. Oh, well, I mean, dude, getting back, getting you know, sort of more into, or, you know, getting back into your stuff specifically. Um, you were involved in that aerosol comp, you know, like, and I mean, I do, you know, I suppose these are a lot of these kind of things are things we've addressed, but I have, man, I've got to get your perspectives on all that kind of stuff. You know, I've got to re go back to it and, you know, talk about it again. Your tech, the technology versus nature that you did with Punch, man, you know, on that aerosol comp. Can you get into that? Was that like, you know, were you linked up through that VAYC thing or were you just approached by them? I did do quite a bit of work for them, like okay. just bits and pieces, a bit of sign writing, mm. um, did the wall with, with Cab, the, we did the two robot heads. Um, yeah, so that's sort of, you know, I knew Joe pretty well, Joe Morris that yeah. used to run it. Yeah. Um, and a friend, like a, a friend of mine, um, I sort of know someone that sort of knows Joe now and was like, well, say hi. I haven't, I haven't seen him for a very long time. But um, yeah, so basically, I got into the comp, just being like, just being involved with VAYC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I did a few workshops, possibly for them as well. Early on, yes. Um, yeah, you know, the comp wall was was quite amazing. I think um, after that, it sort of freaked me out a bit. It was like you know, um, having that many people watching your paint it was mm. like quite bizarre yeah and, and must have been you know somewhat intimidating i mean you know particularly yeah. particularly navigating the politics of graffiti in that era for you guys you know who knows who's fucking turning up it wasn't too bad like i think there was a lot of heat because of the the spray conflict stuff and um you know because that was happening around the same time yeah what dude offhand what do you recall of the spray conflict stuff well basically um like you're Rob, the person that, that put it together, used to hang out 
he did quite a bit of footage with me, like at my mum's place, at my studio, because there's some quick cuts and there's cans and stuff, which is my studio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I had probably would have been Albert Park, possibly. Um, and, you know, all the shit went down with that train, basically, whole heap of riders got busted and he had the footage and all that crap and, um, you know, people were saying that he was informing or something, something about keeping the footage. I can't remember. But who knows what the truth is. But yeah. basically we, there was an after party at Lounge. Um, Punch and I had won the comp and um, I think we were there drinking and basically Rob got glassed from behind yeah. and then, you know, basically his face was bleeding um, I remember I was there, so basically, yeah, it was all just, it was a bit bullshitty. But yeah. Um, yeah. it's hard when you know, this is this is going to happen. The rumors start flying. Someone's getting cut, you know, or you know, cut about if they're getting informed on or something, and then you know, yeah, shit happens. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, I mean, you know, for anyone listening, you can go back to Pest episode, and he kind of broke he broke a lot of that down. You know, old mate went to the went to film the riders he had the footage from the day prior or something in the camera and it led to you know it led to a whole world of bullshit for this poor dude man filming this fucking doco did you were you friendly with the dude rob yeah 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 i knew him quite well um yeah because johnny johnny said that it was supposed to be you know like a you know a broader doco but it wound up being almost like the johnny jewel show for 25 minutes uh, so funny yeah <laughs> It just called it jewel. Yeah, almost. <laughs> you know. Mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah, it was look. You know, it's good to good to see how it came out, and um, you know, it documents that that um, that moment. It's funny, like Jewel sent me. Um, I can't find it anymore, but it was like dubbed in a different language. Uh, it was a classic. So you know, I had footage of myself talking in in some other language that had been dubbed in, and it's like, you're joking. <laughs> I tried to find it, I just couldn't find it. It's oh, absolutely word. classic. That's fucking dope, dude. That's dope. And once again, for anyone listening, if you've been listening over the past few weeks, man, head to YouTube or just fucking Google sprayed conflict and you'll come up on this doco. It's an amazing, you know, it's just an amazing little snapshot. It's largely largely Johnny in there, largely jewel based, but, you know, cabs in there, murders in there, perils in there, um, you know, tons of legends, tons of legendary figures are in there, man, you know, just even if it's just a fucking snippet. But, yeah, Johnny spoke about it, Pest spoke about it, you know, we kind of got the background on that and the, uh, the resulting fallout that – would follow you know but um um but you know so i mean moving through things bro um dude i actually i wanted to ask you about that piece that you did that was inspired by the 70s puzzle hex that hex puzzle and oh, yeah. dude and how you kind of interpreted a puzzle and put that on a wall man like you know once again is that just, that's i mean i know that's just an extension of your own creativity but from go to woe just the concept bro like you know, being inspired by a puzzle. Yeah, it just I think it just sort of happened. I remember I went to um, it would have been my mum's, like a board game or something mm. like um, just a puzzle thing. And I looked at it and thought, oh, that'd be cool to make a, a you know um, style out of. And I remember I must have sketched at um, three PPS, uh, three BPS, that radio station that yeah um, yeah yeah. Had. And I, I, I think I just sketched it with a biro or something, or pen. It was blue pen, so it wasn't even um, like pencil. It was just directly on the paper. Wow. Not even, yeah, it just all came out. And what? And, so, you, and you were sketching it at 3PBS? Yeah. Oh, word, sick, sick. Uh, um, 
I, I, for some reason I remember that and then that outline. It's on orange paper and I just use blue pen and then it would just um, – a lot of that stuff just came out. It's almost like um, it, I didn't um, erase much. Like I think a few times I probably got liquid paper or something and corrected a few bits, but generally it just came out. But sometimes like if I didn't finish a sketch, it's almost like I just couldn't get the energy back to finish it, yeah. like all that same vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, I'd sketch something and always sort of know that if I have to finish it, because otherwise, if I try to go back, it's like the flow just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Something. It's hard to explain. No, There's no, no. I get it. Stuff that just would work like straight out on on the paper. It was like I just felt like a human printer sometimes. You know? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Yeah, but like yeah, the puzzle thing. So that was Preston Tech that we uh, it was Jewel, uh, myself and and Peril, and that was in that um, the Inside the Train Gangs article as well. Ah, really? So I pretty much used um, all the different colours too that I had that I could get. Because the puzzle had a few different colours, I just did the similar sort of thing yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, and just heaps of kill rust black. I think I've run out a few times. <laughs> How many days did you put into that? Well, there was a few. Yeah. It was a great place, Preston. I grew up in Preston when I was a kid. Um, my parents were living there. Um, and it was cool to sort of go back because mm. I'd been always been on sort of all over the place and never really gone back to Preston. Yeah. What was, um, dude, dude, just, just once again, just offhand, what was ha- like Preston Tech, bro? Like, so much, like, not only the amazing graffiti that those walls produce, but the right, like, did you attend Preston Tech? No, no, no. I didn't. I, I left, uh, my parents left there when I was probably, you know, under 10. I might have been seven or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, fuck, man, I mean, I think I asked Pest about it, you know, like, just, you know, the, the I mean, the writers, the talent, the just the, the, what whatever came out of Preston Tech at that time, man. Like you know, there was some there was some amazing shit going on just there. You know, just there alone. It's like, like it was just a it's a just an amazing place to paint. Mm. Like it's just mm. no. Issues. What was that? Sorry, man. You dropped out. No issues. People just um, sitting around watching us paint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it? They weren't legal walls either, were they? No. <laughs> Well, now I know it wasn't legal. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it was Pest telling us that it wasn't a fucking legal wall or anything yeah. like that. But then that that puzzle thing, you'd wind up doing that as a canvas also later on. Yeah, I got um, a family wanted um, yeah wanted a painting, and basically it sort of all happened. And um, I sort of the concept. I thought, why not? Why can't I bring something back that's not no longer existing? And um, I just did it as a painting, just so it will exist forever. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man, absolutely. And, and I'm and I'm going to, um, you know, with your, you know, obviously with your permission and everything like that, I'm going to post some of this stuff to social media. I always say I'm going to send. I don't post shit, but I will. I'll make sure I get onto some of these photos, and so you know, the broader public can see exactly what we're talking about, so they can put a visual to the, um, you know, to the to the audio that we're giving them. But um, man, like, let's get into that overseas trip. So you, I mean, you know, Johnny spoke about going to New York a num- numerous times throughout the '80s and all that kind of thing, and he traveled quite extensively you weren't involved in any of those trips were you um i probably should have like in hindsight i probably should have gone to new york yeah. at that time 
probably would have helped enforce a few things for me, like style-wise. Yeah. Because um, when they like when they went, if I had a painted three D in New York at that time, it just would have cemented it all. Mm, mm. Which I didn't. Yeah. Just it's what happened. You know, I remember the all the um, the funny stories when when they all came back. I'm like, I'm oh, sort of glad I didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of sounded a bit like that. <laughs> you know, talking about it. In his interview, I was like, oh, that's such a classic. He just, he, he's good at remembering all the details of stories. Oh, he's, 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 good uh, at, he's good at telling them too. <laughs> uh, look, going off, off topic, there was definitely one story I can't not, not tell. Was, um, oh, please. It's been, um, oh, it was 89. Um, it was Jewel, Ransom, Disguise and myself. Mm. We, we um, trekked to Sydney and by car, See. Jewel's car. Yeah. Filled it paint we're going to do a panel in sydney um and so basically you know st james was the the layup we're going to do yep um and it's actually there's an aka tag that's on youtube somewhere it's one of the it's a like a news report or uh, i think might have been 60 minutes and it's um it's got one of the the transits snowy or someone um explaining oh you know we even get you know people from melbourne coming here you know paint (laughs) And there's an AKA tag that Ransom did, and that's that's this story. <laughs> um, so basically, for some reason, I bought a bottle of Uzo. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Gazza and I start drinking it, yeah. and then uh, Gazza just—I don't know. Um, I think Jewel, pretty either it was Jewel and I. I'm pretty sure we went down to um, check the trains out. So we go through, we get back up. And Gaz is just drunk. Like, <laughs> there's absolutely no way we can get him past the guard <laughs> to do the. Um, and I think we just sort of called it off. Just sort of went, oh shit, um, this is not going to happen. This, just, yeah, you know, yeah. It wasn't the smartest thing to do. I probably shouldn't have bought the fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have kicked the night off with a fucking with <laughs> with, <laughs> with a Greek fucking liquor. <laughs> um. You know, and then that's that we painted um, the wall next to King's Cross. I did the AKA. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember. The Ransom, I think, did something next to it. I can't remember. Um, I remember we were up, we go up back up to the station and I just get surrounded by all these dudes. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're just like, do you know where we can score? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> it was just a heck, like, you know, it's so raw back then. Yeah. King's Cross. Yeah, 100%. It's just, it was cool. And then, I recently saw, um, you know, some some pic of, of one of um, Sydney's trains and it happened to have the AKA right next to the train. Wow. Like a, uh, some, you know, train spotter took it and I'm like, how cool is that? Like yeah. it's on my Instagram. Fuck, I'm going to dig that one uh, out, man. It was just cool to see that someone took a shot of it. Like I had, I generally had photos of most, most pieces and I still do have a photo of that one, but it was just cool. A different perspective. Yeah, but it's like that—that that window down possibly could have been incredible. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it had the potential. <laughs> a a bottle of Uzo got yeah. in the way. <laughs> How much time did you spend down there? In in oh, up there from from you? Uh, I would have been a while. Like, yeah, I think we were sussing it out for a while. Yeah, I think, like I think. Um, I can't remember if it was a day or, or, yeah, it's a bit, my memory's a bit foggy, but I do, um, Jewel did sort of, um, 
uh, say something and I was like, oh, that's right. We were at um, a servo. Well, I think we're coming back to Melbourne and um, and Jules freaking out. He's like, dude, I think Gaz is dead. And, um, <laughs> and I, Gaz is like got, got his eyes open and he's just laying there totally still. And I'm like, oh, dude, he's asleep. He, he sleeps with his eyes open. <laughs> but Jules was just like freaking out totally. And, <laughs> But it's a total, you know, it's one of those moments you just had to be there. It was yeah, a total. Yeah. <laughs> the dude sleeps with his eyes open. <laughs> yeah. You know, we got we got pulled up coming back. I'm pretty sure um, by some random cop in the middle of nowhere with his dog, mm. and just basically went through the whole car and you know, and then just said, "Yeah, on your way, whatever." But Fuck. it was just like really erratic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you have you maintained any relation? Like, do you, do you still talk with um with disguise with Gaz? Um, occasionally, like I haven't seen him for a long time, but yeah. generally, like, yeah, if I see him around, um, you know, I think we're, we're all set. Like, it's like anything; it's been a long time. We're all yeah. sort of on our different paths, and yeah, definitely, definitely. responsibilities and stuff. You know, it's hard when you yeah, like um, it's different when you're in your nineteen twenty you know, bracket mm. doing that sort of stuff. You know, I'm a, I'm a dad now. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's difficult to, to do things. I can't do that that stuff anymore, you know. Yeah, dude. No, no, no. Bro, I got, man, I understand that 100%. Like, you know, yeah, we're much the same with music, you know. Like, you know, we were very much the same with music for years and years and, I mean, well, you'd, you'd say decades almost. And, yeah, I mean, once you hit your 40s and all those responsibilities sort of kick in, parenthood and, you know, all that kind of shit, man, well, it just, you know, yeah, it puts a weight or a strain on maintaining those relationships. I mean, you you know, you do. You, you work at it and whatever. But, man, as you as – as you um you know sort of come back from Sydney and whatever that that trip to Europe dude you spent six months over there Lumet took you over there man break that down for us like how did that come about so so basically I think it was around yeah it was ninety three I was um, unemployed I was doing a bar and wine course through through whatever it was it would have been um you know whatever the employment thing was yeah uh, like the doll yeah yeah sort of like pretty shit. I get a random call from Wormit saying, look, do, do you want to come to Germany? We'll pay for your airfare. Um, I can get you some work and all that sort of stuff. And um, so, yeah, I'm like, yeah, why not? So um, I cut the cut the wine bar and wine course short and went to Germany. Yeah, dude. So, so I can't do this anymore. I'm going overseas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was culture shock. I'd never been overseas before. And, you know, it was quite amazing. Um, it really, yeah, I just couldn't paint. I just sort of felt like I just, it wasn't what I was painting just wasn't me. Okay. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. I think maybe I was just trying to take in too much and, um, you know, I was in, in Munich, um, Hanover for a while, you know, up sort of going up and down, um, painted in Berlin. I painted the Berlin wall and it was absolute shit. It's probably one of the worst things I've ever painted in my life. No shit, really? Yeah, it was just crap. Like, um, yeah, just couldn't. I couldn't sketch. It was like I just had a mental block, just a major one. Um, I did that that um, that small wall in Berlin with Lumet. It. it was um, basically the blocky that's got the the E and D uh, coming out. No, um, I don't think I've all, seen it. 
I did something previous to that. It was almost like a tag style. It was, that was, it was just crap. And then I'm like, just not liking it. Um, and then I think I just went, all right, I just did this tiny little sketch on a random bit of paper. It's like the size of my palm. And then, um, just did that sketch in like 10 minutes and then did that. And it just felt a lot more like what, I, what my style was. Yeah. 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 Just cranked it out and it, it was working. I could really feel it. And then Loom, it's like, yeah, well, you know, that's, it was just more me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so most of that trip was, I think I did a robot head, um, which I didn't mind. It was in some school somewhere. I just, I lost a photo. Mm. Uh, it's just straight out of my sketchbook because I was, sort of wasn't doing much much um, style stuff then. I sort of got out of style a little bit, started just doing more sort of um, robots and yeah. um, similar to what that the comp wall was with the yep. uh, the heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trying a few like just doing stenciling and just trying some other stuff. Like you know, I was stenciling way before a lot of people. Yeah. I was doing like twenty plus colors on paintings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just experimenting, like um, I sort of had, I, I just, I think I just needed a rest from style, and then people started picking up the three D stuff, and I'm just like, it, um, it probably took me, you know, a decade to get over it, like mm. just bitterness of um, just being copied that hardcore. Yeah, 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 certainly, certainly. You know, it comes back at you where people are asking you, can you do like a style like that guy? And I look at it and go, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you have. In it's like it's it's coming full circle. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. And it gets it's hard to comprehend as an artist because you always want to be individual. Yeah. And when um when I was in Germany the second time in '96, I was there for ten days just for a small wall that Lumen had organised. Was you know I was doing graphic design. Um, some um some security guard there was like, "Do you like you know the three D German style?" And I'm like. Dude, I don't, I don't understand how you, how your whole country can have a style, you know, <laughs> yeah, more for real. Yeah, because I, I just sort of see style is like personal experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, you look at all the top writers in Melbourne, and that's the thing about '88. Like we, you had everyone doing sort of different things, but well, you know, yes. you had the new, the DMA guys who kicking us. You know. Um, Tame and you were doing amazing things. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Ransom, Jewel, um, you know, the list is it just it, it just seemed like a peak moment in, yeah, in that style. Yeah, man, I, dude, I hundred percent agree. Like, I think you know, there was almost like there was kind of like a bunch of dynamic duos out of Melbourne at that period. You know, you had Paris and Peril, Tame and You. Yeah. You know, I, I would almost consider yourself and Ransom, Jewel and Pest. You know, like, yeah. and everyone like. You know, like, you know, a tame and new and even uh, Paris and Peril, maybe more traditional kind of New York style funky lettering. But then there was guys like Jewel and Pest who were kind of pushing shit in a different direction. Like Jewel was kind of, you know, he sort of just really came out the box with his own thing. And then you and Ransom in particular, you know, and then you know, obviously the the the, the Gazers, the Disguises and, you know, USA crew and all those that predate MSA, you guys. Like, I'm, I'm just, my memory's a bit MSA, short, man. Like, MSA. You know, like, seriously, you know, like MSA, FMC, DM, you know, like, bro, we can go through the list, you know. Yeah. You know, Acid was like, he did amazing stuff. Mm, mm, mm. 
um, you know, but that's that's what I mean by like just because I'm not naming every person, I'm just sort of saying generally Melbourne in like all the aspects of writing. You know, everyone was doing individual stuff, yes. which you know, and that's what it should be about. It's it's funny when you're seeing like you know, and that's probably one downfall with social media is that you've got a lot of people that just, which will always happen. You just they paint the trends, you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Aspect of fashion, whatever photography, you've always got these trends people follow. Um, you know, definitely people breaking ground with um, with style. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. So, like, you know, landing in Germany, and not to, you know, not to put it, not to put you in, you know, or put you down in any. But did you, did you, what did you feel any intimidation by being on like foreign soil, having to paint amongst those dudes? Like, was there was there a level of intimidation there, or what was it? So, yeah, it was like, well, they didn't really know who I was. They're like, yeah. well, I'm basically just a nobody in Germany. And, um, you know, Germany was extremely respectful with the hip-hop community, like the culture, everything, like just getting people, um, you know, I met Crazy Legs was there yeah. uh, doing stuff like for the, for the jams they were doing. And um, they just really took, Europe really took on the whole hip-hop culture, like, yeah. you know, which yeah. they always have. Yeah. But they've been a lot more respectful with it than Australia, like as in, um, you know, having these big events, paying well, you know. Mm. Uh, it's – I don't know where Australia is with accepting graph still. I just um, – artistically, I don't think graffiti will ever be accepted in Australia as an art form. Yeah, yeah. We, we're still struggling. It's like, um, you know, the National Gallery still won't – Bring in graffiti into the collection, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe ask away. Possibly some assholes will be ringing my family wanting some sketches, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that acceptance, right? So that there, I would, I would tend to agree in regards to an acceptance of graffiti. Graffiti being the you know the outlaw element of the culture of hip hop and whatever. But what I would where, where I would say they have become more accepting is that quote-unquote street art shit, you know? Like, so street art seems to be, you know, in, in all capital cities around this country, street art has definitely become like a thing. Mural work, um, you know, you'd even say, you know, sort of obscure lettering and all that kind of thing. Like if a dude can obscure his piece, not unlike what you did, you know, for so many years throughout the 80s, you know, throughout the late 80s and well into the 90s and shit like that. <clears throat> Do you see a, lot, a broader acceptance of street art more so than traditional graffiti? I think so. Like um, yeah. it's all the same to me. Like it's funny how we have to sort of segregate everything. Yeah, put everything. We, we uh, have to compartmentalise everything. You know, we've got to put everything in a box. You know, if someone paints a letter with spray paint on a wall, it's graffiti. If someone paints a, um, a face with spray paint on a wall, it's street art. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's painted with spray paint. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then if the graffiti writer paints a face with spray paint, then it's graffiti. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. And it's largely graffiti artists doing it, <laughs> you know? In, in... You know, it's a lot of the time I think um, people just think graffiti is a stepping stone for straight art. But you, you've got to consider that basically all the spray paint imports that come in through wherever into mm. this country, it's all graffiti-based. It's all graffiti So you've got to have respect yeah. for graffiti, you know. Yeah, definitely, man. It's all graffiti-based, but there is there are people that have stepped immediately into that street art space. Whether we want to put it in boxes or not, 
a lot of people have just come out as street artists, you know, like they're, you know, whether they're stencil, whether they do stencils, you know, fucking pasting, you know, wheat pasting and all that sort of shit or, you know, letter structures and stuff like that. There's, there's obviously graffiti artists that have moved into that space, but then there's, there are at this point, you know, and I think, you know, and I think, man, we can credit social media in some regards with this. Uh, there are people that have stepped immediately into just that mural space that, you know, that, that space that existed for, you know, even here in Brisbane, man, at the moment, there's a lot of, you know, the councils and all that sort of stuff. They're commissioning a lot of dudes that were former graffiti artists, maybe, you know, graffiti artists of, you know, a similar ilk as you and, you know, similar sort of time frame, And they're all doing sort of mural work now, you know, in order to make a crust. Look, they are, look, they are paying better than they have been like well, councils true. in general. Yeah. 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 True. Um, true. You know, it's um, you know the street art graffiti thing. It's all, I think it all comes down to what the what the artist does. Like you can you can do something that's that's letter based and that will look good as a mural. Mm. You know, it's got to sort of break away from the traditional mindset of the layout of what graffiti should be. Yeah. Well, how how did you dude? How did you do that so early on? Like you know the Central Station Records wall that you did in like '88 and stuff. I mean, you you truly have to be a forerunner for what exists today, and you did it in that in you know in in the true traditional graph sense. You know, like your murals, dude. Your 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 you know your fucking gallery work, the Paran that Paran gallery shit. You know, like that work, man, is. Really amazing stuff, man. Amazing stuff, you know. Station was just basically stuff that was in my sketchbook that that um, somehow like cropped. It was okay. I think I did the um, the spray can. Um, what was it called at the time? Uh, the I forgot what they call them. <laughs> I did the three AM like it yeah. was in pinks and it had sort of like a tube. Yeah, dude. That, that that was the Central Station joint. Yeah. Yeah. They just um, they just basically said yeah just go for it and then I started painting it. Um, yeah, I think I a studio. I used to hang around Paran quite a bit, um, and then it just sort of all happened. Yeah, I mean even dude like you know the Las Vegas one that's in King uh, is it in Kingsway? No, it's not in Kingsway. Is it in Kingsway? It might be in Kingsway, but you know that that kind of stuff, dude. Like it really is, man. You know, like it's really it, really ahead of its time, man. I mean, you have been ahead of your time throughout your career but i mean we can kind of pinpoint it at this point you know like we have documentation of this at this stage and i think that's the importance of doing things like this podcast man and that's why i thank you so much for coming on because you know we really need to credit you and you know and hear those stories man and hear how things may have transitioned to that was that you by that stage by 89 90 moving from you know traditional illegal graffiti into a legal a legal space I think so. I just like, um, you know, around 90 I stopped because it was just to a point where I was, you know, I just couldn't push it any further. Like, like with the, the going to court, yeah. uh, you know, the Las Vegas thing happened because I was, I was designing, uh, I was going to art school in 89, which was just down the road, Prantafe. Yeah. Started designing stuff for Las Vegas, which was a brand, which is rene- renegade clothing. Yeah. So um, the guy, Darren, the owner had, um, you know, had the wall and, and wanted us to paint it, Bondi and I. So that sort of happened through that. Wow. Was that with Bondi, was it? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Bondi, so. That's great. Um, yeah. I did, like, I'd been, I've um, done decade-plus designs for Darren at yeah. Renegade. Like it, it's, you know, he's a good friend of mine and 
um, yeah, I've just done so much work for for the label. Yeah, it's in the '90s and the sort of 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, dude, uh, dude, something I've never asked any of you guys, like having a lot of you guys on. I mean, Kylie Minogue's locomotive video, Bondi painted that, didn't he? I mean, that's dead. Sorry. Well, yeah, Bondi painted that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're um, right there. That's early, I mean, you know, that might be considered, you know, one of Australia's earliest kind of commercial graffiti work. I mean, you know, there was probably a lot of commercial work by that stage, but you know, definitely on in you know, definitely broadcasting what Australia or Melbourne in particular specifically was giving to the globe. I mean, go back, you know, anyone go to YouTube, Colin Minogue's locomotive video, Bondi. Who else is in that? US, I mean, USA crew. Oh, I'm not sure. I can't. Yeah. I can vaguely the. Um, the cities and stuff in the in the design. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like Lost Focus was there for a while. You know, yeah, um, yeah. it was like either it was like ten years plus, I reckon. Yeah. Um, someone um, cap painted over it for something. It was something to do with um, some sort of business. Okay. Uh, I remember meeting someone that was involved in it, saying that we got so many people contacting us, dissing us about going over your piece. <laughs> and I'm like, I got, you know, I gave Cap permission to go over it um, because it wasn't slashed by Cab. It was slashed by um, uh, that, that guy from um, Earthcore Raves. Oh, okay. he, he, rest, he passed away recently. Okay. Yeah. But uh, he went out, he used to go over it with his, his rave posters. Yeah, right. Uh, with you know no, no respect at all. Yeah. And then you know it was just funny to hear the story about you know the the backlash of cab painting over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What and he he copped some he copped some fucking flack over it, did he? Or the company did or something. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like uh, you know the murder peanut Paran was um that was gone over by Sony. Um, it would have been you know the first Sony PlayStation had a magazine and that. Uh, it would have been rock posters, basically, just went all over up. They just went over the pieces mm. and then it got, um, basically, that it's got covered up by posters, you, you know, years worth. Yeah, yeah. And then the early 2000s, I was living briefly in Brighton and um, they got um, someone had, like, cleaned all the posters off that wall and it had the pieces back. Wow. From, I don't know what the time, it would have been, you know, 10 years or so. I can't remember the exact amount they were covered for, but wow. basically they were there. And I just got some quick shots of them. Um, and then eventually they were sandblasted off. But it was cool to see it, like all those layers of um, bill postering come off and oh. reveal the piece again. Dude, that that's 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 archaeology to me. You know, like yeah. you know, to me that's archaeology right there. You know, when yeah. we, you know when some of that history is revealed. You know, like yeah, that's fucking dude. That's yeah, that's amazing stuff, man. That's amazing stuff. But okay, so moving through things, bro. Yeah. When you return from Europe, and we'll start wrapping up now, man. I I truly yes. do appreciate your time, brother, and I appreciate all the jewels you're giving us. Um, you know, when you return from Europe, you go into graphic design. Basically, around 94, 95, I started learning the Mac through, well, Renegade. I was doing designs hand done by for Renegade. They were taking my designs to a company that were, um, you know, digitizing them yep. with a Mac and colorizing them for output. That that guy that owned that business offered me a job. Um, I declined the first time and then went back 
few years later and um, yeah, picked up a job. They showed me how to use the Mac. So basically, I just started illustrating and, and doing, you know, ray flyers and um, apparel and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You know, the whole ray flyer thing too, that's like, that's another, you know, story in itself. Um, Dude, I, 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 could, I could imagine your style translating quite easily onto some of those early ray flyers, you know, like those mid-90s ray flyers. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, it was a d- different experience. Mm. Um Using some early, I'm getting some like I basically used to draw up the characters and stuff, and the concepts, and get that um, that sort of push it on to some other companies to do the the 3D work with silicon systems and stuff. And I look back at it now, and it's like Blender can do better, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really to see, but that was the technology at the time, you yeah. know. It was state of the art. Yeah, like dude, we, we you know to, you know if you if you if you kind of go back into the history books and look at your style, you have a very, you know, your style is kind of technologically advanced in many regards, like in the way you structured letters. Was it a natural thing for you to go into graphic design? I think so. Yeah. Um, I sort of still, like, I, I sort of got out of graph and then I sort of started picking it up again. Um, you know, I always sort of sketch here and there and I probably don't share that much anymore. Like, um I've got a box full of, you know, sketches, but it's like after being burnt, that hardcore, it's like you get sceptical about sharing things. Yeah, true, true, true. Because everyone's looking for the new thing and social media is just so, like, it's it's about the the um, the instant, you know. It, yeah. it comes and goes within a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all rooted in a moment. You know, people want that next thing and it's like I, I, just, sketch for, I just sketch for personal reasons like i just like doing styles and um you know painting i've probably lost i've lost a lot of confidence painting and that's probably why i've stopped is that i'm sort of scared about like you know it's a, with um with what pest said about being the a celebrity writer mm. you know it's sort of true that you've you know you're in the spotlight um but it puts a lot of pressure on you to really perform every time you do a piece yeah definitely definitely um, and it's a lot, you know. As you get older, it it's um, it can become a bit of a hindrance when, you know, you you start worrying about how things are going to be perceived by people. You know, because you're put on a pedestal. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know, I, I like sketching. I, I sort of really want to get back into just doing some painting, sort of a bit more, not so mapped out. Just have a sketch and then just take it to a wall. Just a sec, sorry, Sorry about that, mate. That's right. No, I just had to step, I, dude, I just had to step outside and piss, eh? I was fucking busting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, just keep going, keep going. <laughs> I didn't want to stop the conversation. I, don't, I, was gonna I can always go back and just edit it, take it out. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'll, I'll make the edit. It's all good, man. We're going to make that edit. Hold on, let me just make sure I get this. 
time mark. Yeah, no, that's all good. Yeah, so you were kind of saying like about in, in regards to the, um, you know, in regards to that, you know, sort of stepping back into that graph space, have you put much thought into it? Do you, you know, obviously you probably still sketch and all that kind of thing, but, you know, how would you find yourself moving back into that, you know, that position? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've been on a computer a lot. It's, you know, and everything's so digital, it just gets a bit a bit too much. I think sometimes it's good to go back to, you know, bit bit of raw. Um, you know, yeah, I did definitely. I did that um, that train for um, can't do tomorrow festival. Yeah, is that the Coley? Yeah, just before COVID sort of happened, and yeah. um, you know that was great. That was great fun, like just to do something and see it, like you know, move move around. Yeah, yeah. How how often now, how often these days do you pick up the cans? Not much, like. No. Um, you know, I, I I've did um, I do murals, but it's not it's not freehand. It might be masked off, or um, you know, I did a big thing out just out of um, Gisborne, sort of Romsey Way. Um, it was just a private commission. It was basically just a murder. Um, you know, it's just used masking tape. Mm. It's like the cleanness of it. It's yeah. like you know, um, it's a bit more graphic. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so I am sort of still painting here and there, um, but just not not sort of like just pacing style, like where it's more freehand. It's not so controlled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly. Do you still do you still sketch letters? Do you still sketch murder? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I still like you know have thought about just maybe getting a new name or something. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just trying. Else. Um, it's always good to try to push push that same word. Yeah, no, hundred percent, dude, hundred percent. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, fuck, and, and the things you've done with that, with those letters, man, those five letters, man. I mean, you turned them into, you know, you made masterpieces out of those letters. But moving into that corporate work, that absolute campaign you did, dude, was spectacular, man. And you know, you were breaking it down as the computer stopped. That it was you, Demote, and uh, was it Prinz or Fibs or? Uh, Fibs. Yeah, sorry, yeah, um, man. So basically, uh, please get into oh, it. Sorry. Um. It was just through a friend of ours, like he basically pitched the job um, to the agency. Um, so the three of us, uh, Fibs, Demote and I. Yep. Uh, so there were other agencies, like other, you know, agents or whatever pitching for the job as well. There might have been 10 different, uh, you know, people going for it with their groups of artists. Yeah. Uh, but he, he managed to get it. So uh, we got the job. Um you know, I had 24 hours to do a mock-up. I'm just getting an email saying, we need a mock-up <laughs> for the, the pitch. Um, you know, and it all happened. We got the job. Um, yeah, so then they, they sort of separated it to, like, two billboards had to be painted. And um, Demote got, like, uh, advertising in um, Black and White magazine and uh, posters, I think. So um, Fibs and I had to paint a, a billboard each. He got Melbourne. I got Sydney. Which is sort of back to front because Fibs is from Sydney and from Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sort of paint Sydney. I didn't, I didn't mind. So we helped each other with each billboard. So um, I helped him with his Melbourne one. He helped me with my Sydney one, um, which is sort of cool. Like mine was up on a um, four four story building. Wow, wow. And we hooked on. It was a super site, so it was like uh, four meters by twenty meters or something. Jesus. Yeah. Um, we were all hooked. We had a little, you know, like those um, things that they use for 
um, cleaning windows on um, skyscrapers, you know, oh, the little yeah. they hooked yeah. onto the billboard. Um, yeah, but, like, you know, the, the brief was great. Like, it was really open. So it was basically they used uh, tag name. It was, um, you know, Absolute Release. or It was for um, Absolute Raspberry. Mm. So it was Absolute Raspberry by, you know, demote by Fibs, by Murder. Wow. Wow. Which was, and it was just, it was, I was quite pleased with that piece because it was, um, you know, it was sort of my style. Yeah. Um, and it was massive. And we had to paint, I had to paint mine with brush because the sign guy was going, oh, if you use spray paint, the off spray is going to hit the cars down below. And I'm like, really, four stories down? <laughs> and they on site and they're like, oh, no, it's okay to use spray paint. I'm like, dude, I've ordered all the paint. Mm. Like, um, I sent my artwork to um, to the agency for the poster and um, there was a party and I spoke to one of the, the Mac operators. He's like, dude, your EPS just dropped in the template exactly. I don't know, even know how you did that. And uh, I'm like, it's quite funny because I'm yeah. like, dude, I've got, a, you know, I've got a graphic design background. Yeah. But it was funny that, you know, they just didn't realise that we've got experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they weren't expecting it. They were expecting some street kid to rock up and, you know, yeah. do their thing. But it was a good job. Like, it was it was great. What about the um, – what about the um, – yeah, because that's amazing, man. I'll, I'll, I'll post images of the Absolute campaign to um, our social media over the course of the week. But um, also that Melbourne one you did for the shopping centre was a competition? Yeah. Yeah, that was like um, I had a friend, another friend, just um, just trying to get votes for me because basically it was a public vote. They um, you had to send in you, you, you know your sort of resume, CV, whatever examples of your work. Then they picked um, a handful of um, artists to then put submit a design, and then the public had to vote. So you know everyone's just pulling favors to get votes in. You know, family members are, are just passing along emails going, vote for Jay and whatever. So it's quite funny. Yeah. And I got the job. It's, you know, it's still hard work because it's not like a, you're winning a, a massive TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's the price is you're right. Winning, you're winning a week's full of, you know, of hard work painting a, a huge thing. Yeah, So, dude. you know, I cut. It was all stencil. Oh, Because um, I, was, I was about to say that was all stencil-based, wasn't it? Yeah, I cut it all at home in yeah. panels and then joined it all together on site. So I painted it in sections. Um, and the and the my concept was that um, or was Melbourne the word because I was actually born at QV because it was used to be a hospital. Yeah. So that was my pitch was that um, you know you know uh, relating to my my uh, being born there in Melbourne. So it had to be the word Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. And then a friend's like the only other place that that. Melbourne is written is at the airport, and I'm like, well, that's sort of cool. Mm. Um, you know, it all worked out in the end. It was hard work, but um, yeah, it's still sort of it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, dude, it's incredible, man. Like the reds, the greens, the, uh, the sorry, the reds, the blacks, the whites. Like you know, just the colours, man. And and to and to hear how it, how it's stenciled. You know, like it's just fucking, it's phenomenal work, man. I mean, listen, dude, we've had you for over two hours. Like the computer always fucks out for, at two hours, so I apologize for the computer fuck out and having to retell some of those stories, bro. Like, what what's going on into the future? Not sure. A bit, um, you know, there's um, a lot going on yeah. at the moment. 
just lockdown, it's just, you know, a bit tough yeah. mentally. Yeah, yeah, 100%. How, how, well, how are you finding it? How are you surviving it, man? Oh, uh, just, it's just, you know, I'm just keeping busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, socially it's difficult. Um, you know, I've got, um, I've got a massive wall lined up through Flash Forward, mm. which is a huge 40 laneways project, 40 artists, 40 albums thing that um, – a lot of Melbourne artists are involved in, yeah. so that's in the works. It's um, my, my um, design's done. It's, it was um, done a few months ago. That was all systems go because of lockdown and a few other things. Um, it sort of just put a halt to it all. Yeah, it sort of put me off track a little bit this year because I was all prepared to paint. It's going to be like it will be the biggest thing I've ever painted. Yeah, right. Um, it's going to you know it's it's quite big. Oh, it's yeah, very big. So I've mentally I've been preparing myself to do it, and now it's sort of stopped. It's like, you know, I've got to um, psych myself into, into a different mindset, and lockdown's just not helping that sort of thing either. Dude, like how, like, you know, in your work, how are you navigating, like, you know, beyond beyond the immediate impacts, how do you navigate work in, in regards to lockdown? And you are in rural Victoria. We're not going to, you yeah. know, I'm not telling people where you're at, but you're, 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 you're out in rural Victoria now. How, like, how does that, how does that impact you? This year, I think this year financially it's been a bit of a juggle and yeah. we've been doing okay, like, luckily. Um, you know, I don't, some people like with rely, um, relying on a nine to five that, it's just getting axed because of COVID. I just, um, you know, it's you get government payments and stuff. Like you can do the, you can apply for different things, but it's still tough on everyone. I think. Yeah, fuck it. Um, being an artist, like you know, I can freelance. I can, um, I have done like I did an album cover recently, which I haven't touched any sort of commercial work for a long time. I'm sort of a bit over it, but um, I did a, an album cover for a band, and that all worked out great. Like it was a good process, and and they were placed, and you know everyone was placed in the end, which was good. Who's 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 been? What's the band? Who's album cover? Well, that's through the the Flash Forward um, project okay. as well. So basically, um, I did the album cover for Screensaver's new album. Okay, good. Yeah, it's like um, did did the cover, and I'm sort of working on um, different elements. But that's all through the mural job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, fuck, dude. I, I mean, I suppose we should we should wrap it up, man. We've had you for over two yeah. hours. I mean, <laughs> dude, and once again, just, just you know, reiterating, I can't thank you enough for your time and just, you know, people see, and, and the contributions you've made, man. I mean, you know, in regards to your legacy, dude, um, I, you know, are you kind of happy with things? Like, if, where are things moving? Um you know, how, how do we wrap this, dude? Where's, where's murder going into the 2021s, into the 2022s? We're still pushing. Like, um, you know, I sort of think about, um, you know, I just sort of like to push things. Um, I'm hoping to just do a few more styles. I've been saying it for years, but uh, I think this summer it's going to be a bit different. Just got to find a good place to paint and then just, you know, hang out there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you vibing off any younger artists at all or...? Anything oh, like there's, there's a few people where I live that they're just doing illegals and stuff. Yeah, just, yeah. No, they're pretty cool. Like, it's good to see people just painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but they're, you know, it's just they're doing their own thing. That's it, man. That's it. That's it. That's it. And, and you know, like, where, where do you fit into that or do you? 
Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure where I'm going at the moment, but just always creating art. Yeah. I probably just, um, you know, I've got a lot, my to-do list of ideas is, is endless. I think it's it's about um, just tackling some of them and making them into reality is always a good thing. Yeah, dude, you sound much like me, man. The to-do list is fucking endless and it's just a matter of finding the time and making them so, <laughs> you know, like making that, making that to-do list a done list. You know, yeah. that's that's what it is. Well, listen, bro, um, is there anything you want to leave us with? No, just um, thanks a lot for, for the opportunity to, you know, document some stories. Yeah. I was really, like, really inspired by um, hearing what Jewel had to say and Pest and, you know, other writers you've had on. I thought, like, it's so important to just um, share, like, personal experiences. Yes, definitely, man. What you were doing. I just like the fact that you've got the, the wall stories of, of different you know, people's outlook on, on experience and, yeah. um, you know, it's great. And that's why I thought, well, you know, it's about time I should do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, because for those listening, I, I've hit murder up probably on, I would say maybe two occasions separately, yeah. you know, like once probably a couple of years ago and then once maybe a year or so after that. And, you know, it was always like, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, then, you know, like we'll see how it goes. And, you know, if people say no or if people, you know, kind of just, you know, inferno i'm just like oh man i'll keep it moving and i'll wait and yeah having jewel on man like listen dude like we have to like we have to there's still a space for what you guys created there's still a want there's still a need well there's still a want but beyond that there's a need for the knowledge and what you guys have done it requires documentation man it, it truly does like it those stories need to be heard the various perspectives that come along with those stories you know over the past kind of fortnight i've had to navigate a few different dudes that have said you know okay boom 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 shit happened like this it's like man okay you get five people on a wall you get five different perspectives of a wall you know that's what it is and that's not to disrespect any individual you know, it's just you get individuals' perspectives on what that is. And to me, that's what it's about, man. And, you know, having you on here, dude, has been a bucket list for me, man. So I can't thank you enough, bro. Like, quite quite seriously, man. I, You know, like, you're, you know, you you are you are fucking it. You are one of those dudes, man. Thank you. Nah, man. Like, yeah, I can't thank you enough. Well, listen, I mean, fuck, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I mean, that's this has been Beers, Pizza and the Biz for another week. Listen, man, we navigate these Skype issues. People are in lockdowns around this country. Um, you know, like we're just doing it. We're out here. We're living this. We're loving this. And we're documenting this, man. We're documenting this for you guys. Join us for midweek drinks. We'll be back. We're going to continue talking this stuff. And we're going to talk more about this stuff. We're going to get more perspectives on all this. And, man, hip-hop culture, the foundations in this country, the writers, the rappers, the DJs, the breakers, man, these people that gave us fucking amazing memories, man, beyond memories. They gave us the moments that we live in today things only exist out here because of these people so you know big props to murder big props to jay like all, all fucking day and night like this dude is you know this dude's one of those dudes you know probably too softly spoken and you know doesn't want to toot his own horn but man i'll give it to him so you know this has been beers beats in the biz for another week shouts you know man fucking follow us on patreon fucking shouts to murder shouts to everyone shouts to all you guys for joining us boom let's do it